Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sun Rental. Michael Cotton. Sun Rental. Michael Cotton. Sun Rental and the lovable Lucy. Boutros Golly. Michael. Sun Rental. Cotton. Sun Rental and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Before we get started with the Sun Ranto Show, I just wanted to give you all a quick message from our new sponsor, uh, my bookie. And, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people ask me for advice, you know, about who to bet on, uh, you know, who who do you like in the game tonight? And uh, the truth is, I never know who's going to win. But uh, if you think that you know, uh, I think you should check out my bookie. Um, remember, uh, who you're betting on is as important as who you are betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, everybody. They are your best bet this season for online baseball betting. Uh, they've been in business for years. They have great reviews online and their mobile site is super easy to use. I just checked it out and, um, this is the really cool thing. If you enter your promo code, which is armchair25, um, you're going to get, uh, they're going to match you in your deposit dollar for dollar. So armchair25, you can activate that offer. So visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use that promo code, armchair25. Okay. Um, and on with the show. Sun Rento! Yo, 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 yo! Hey, how about them Cubbies? <laughs> hey, guys, it's the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. I'm here in Chicago and... Uh, well, man, we've actually we've got a real bi-coastal show. We've got people in four different states for this particular podcast. Uh, because let me introduce him first uh, before the regulars. Uh, it's Brian Ziegler. What's the Who name of the? Always, what? I've always been bi-coastal curious. Yeah, well, we we've, we've already heard that story on a different show. <laughs> um, so he's a he's a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. So he's coming on to, to tell us about you know. Well, they wore they wore those stupid fucking seventies uniforms today when Yasiel Puig went in there and kicked all their asses. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. And so we get <laughs> yeah. we'll hear the story of how Brian feels about Yasi today. Yeah, oh, Tom so. Prince is tough to take down. He's a big guy. Yeah, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you got to go for the bench coach first because he's protecting <laughs> yeah. the manager. I mean, ask Pedro. I mean, it's all started with Don Zimmer getting tossed <laughs> by the ears. Yeah, that way, he really did toss him by the ears. He grabbed by his fucking ears and threw him. So Brian's on the show today. And uh, that other voice you just heard, of course, Lyle Aker, the lovable Lou Sears. hey In Maine. So uh, Brian's in New Jersey, right? Yep, that is it. Yeah, and uh, right outside of New York City. And, uh, of course, then we have out west in Colorado, mountain time boy, Michael Cotton. Hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. and he's was uh, just came in from um, taking apart a play set. Yeah. Believe, believe it or not, Michael's complaining about something today. Yeah. yeah. He got on, he's like, goddamn play set. Took me three <laughs> hours, thought it'd take an hour. God damn it. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm I'm in pain. I'm an old man. I shouldn't be doing this fucking hard shit anymore. If your Michael, kids are old Michael, enough, make them do it. Michael yells at Cloud. <laughs> no, I, I I actually do make my children help. They were out there like lugging those boards to the garbage. As it should be. Yeah. yeah. As it should be. They got to do some shit. Yeah. So a uh, little bit about the Pirates. Last year, I mean, we kind of played each other to even. So, um, I mean, I remember we played you in the last week of the season and got our butts kicked when we should have won and we needed to win. The one win to get the division, but um, the Cubs were 10-9 and nine versus Pittsburgh with a five-run uh, differential. So, I'm, I mean, that was, what did the Pirates end up last year? They were a 500-ball uh, club, right? A little over, 82-79. and 79. little over. So, it, basically, uh, they ended up a 500-ball club against us, too. So, and But can we talk a little bit about uh, today and the momentum that the Pirates are coming into this uh, Cubs series with after sweeping the Reds and uh, getting into a, a fight, the entire team versus Yasiel Puig. It was, pre- by the way, the photo of Puig going in there, and, and it just epic. looks like he's fighting the entire team. is pretty fucking epic. The one, by, the, the one by home plate, right? Yeah. Where it's it so looked, looks if like you go, a revolutionary if, war battle. Hand yeah, to hand. On Twitter, people are like, "Oh, look at this!" Rena-. Like they've turned him into it, it into a painting, and it looks like a Renaissance painting now. It's it's beautiful. Well, I I got to tell you though, it is easy to look tough when everyone else has stopped fighting. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm gonna look Fair. badass if a bunch of UFC guys are just sitting around having coffee, and I charge them. Fair. Without that photo, I mean, Puig kind of looked like the biggest dickhead in the world near the end of that because he, he did he, just continue to go, and nobody was really going. He got it started, but uh, I don't know. A couple of the Pirates players got hot. It was weird. It was a slow build. Like everybody it came out, and it looked like everybody was walking away, and then like three minutes later, all of a sudden, it's almost fisticuffs. Well, there was Cervelli still jawing, and I guess he had said something earlier, and then there was who's the guy that admired his home run? Uh, Dietrich. Dietrich. So, and didn't he used to be on the Marlins? I don't remember. Is it Derek yeah. Dietrich? I don't know. Who cares? I'm uh, stumped. Yeah. So, uh, Dietrich. He's a, he's a red. Who gives a shit? Well, he <laughs> he did look at the home run, and he sat there, and he hit it in the river. And, um, I mean, it was a long home run. It was. Is, is that a dick move, though? Because I kind of hated him doing it, and I'm like a bat flip guy. Like, I love that. But something about admiring the shot. You know, makes me want to hit him too. Well, I, I'm going to be fair for just 30 seconds and d- don't expect it ever again. I, Archer likes showing up people when he strikes him out too. You know, I, it, it they play it off as youthful exuberance, but it's not like Chris Archer is completely clean in the never shown up someone 
department. Right. He um, doesn't play the old school baseball way. But, but you know, I, I can't. I, he didn't hit him. You know, he threw behind him. He didn't even look scared. You know, it. it yeah. What was it? 80 miles an hour or something. He yeah. didn't even throw hard at him, but he threw uh, right at him. He was trying to hit him in the ass. He missed. But I think players get even more pissed off when it's behind him. Yeah, no, fair enough. But when you when you, it almost looked like Dietrich was rolling his eyes as the ball went behind him. Yeah, I don't think he was gonna make a stink about it until until uh, his coach Bell came running out on the field throwing yeah. a hissy fit, and then yeah. he was like, oh, "I guess I gotta go pretend I'm mad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because most guys are just like standing there, you know, trying to make it not happen, and then you got guys like Cervelli and Puig, who we haven't seen. You guys have seen a shitload of the Reds already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you opened against the Reds. Yeah, you played two games there and had a rain out, and then you you had you swept them in this series. And that game was uh, that was in Pittsburgh, right? Uh, yeah, four straight, four straight. So you're feeling good about five and three, beating up on the hapless Reds. I mean, do you feel like you guys may have a little something in the tank? You know, a win's a win, but you know, there, there are certain things that might hold up. You know, if 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 the starting pitching can stay healthy. I think they've got some potential surprise in them. But, I mean, to me, a surprise would be like 85 and 77. You know, I mean, I I don't think anyone's pretending this is a playoff team. Um, there are I, just too many too many holes. Well, 85 wins will outdo the, the Cubs. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so far, yeah. Um, but here, here's the thing is, uh, you know, Pakoda right now, you know, they've got you guys as basically a 500 team, 77 and 78. But, you know, they have the division winners being the Cardinals with 82 wins at this point. So, like, 85 wins could take the division. I, you know, I, I think they could sneak in for a wild card. I, I mean, I can't imagine that, that the cards and, and frankly, you guys are going to are going to keep stinking up the place like this. Yeah, you know, for the rest is, of the season. Has anybody think. watched the fucking Brewers play? <laughs> Who thinks they're not going to win this division? <laughs> Although yeah, they're, they're, they're just, the run differential is just plus two. Right, they've won a lot of a lot of squeakers. Yeah, yeah, but against division rivals, which no, you know, they're eight and two. But I mean, their run differentials plus two is what I was saying. Right, yeah, but they they won squeakers against the Cardinals. So I mean, but I'm just saying that like this division. Let's say we beat each other to even the pirate. Somebody could sneak in, and it could be the Pirates. Like I already predicted five way tie. <laughs> For the division, everybody. I, I'll give you four way tie. You predicted I can't a, see the Reds. You predicted a three way tie. I, I predicted I, a five way tie. You dickhead. <laughs> well, I stop well, stealing my thunder. Yeah, well, I I needed to steal your thunder because now that's what I think is going to happen. But <laughs> it's a five way tie for last, though, not first. <laughs> so, so no one makes the playoffs. Nobody. They're like this division stinks. No, like a five team round robin playoffy scenario where the playoffs get delayed three weeks. So we're playing in a blizzard sometime in middle November in Boston somewhere. And uh, <laughs> one team wins that. And I, I don't know who it's going to be. Probably the Reds. Thanksgiving dinner at Fenway. Yes. So um, anyway, what does Pakoda know? Apparently a lot because <laughs> their predictions back dead up catcher super. forever. I, I I don't trust him. Yeah, Bill, I don't trust him. But but yeah. Bill Pakoda. Um. So who's who's new on the Pirates? Uh, we're get, we got to get to know this team. We got to know who we're gonna face and try well, to write. I, I, I got to tell you, that's the problem. Is fucking nobody of note at all. Um, the Pirates nobody. front office didn't do a whole lot. I mean, they they 
you know, they picked up the guys you're supposed to pick up, right? Melky Cabrera and Lonnie Chisenhall is like bench bats, which, you know, chin honestly, balls. not bad. We not call bad him, we call them chin balls around here. <laughs> Although he's hurt already again, of course. Oh. Um, and, and Gong's back at third. Um, Tough fucking the, asshole. Fuck that guy. The, the big problem, though, is there is no major league shortstop anywhere near this team. Uh, and that's, you know, I think that's what's really frustrating about the front office. You know, I mean, they've got Eric Gonzalez, who is like a passable utility guy going out of shortstop every day. And that was the plan. I mean, it's and, not like anyone was injured. That was the plan for this year. And considering that the league feels like it's jam fucking packed. Full of shortstops. Yeah. Shortstops and, and third yeah. baseman and, and uh, second baseman. Well, great. The, the Cubs have a shortstop that we don't really want anymore. Yeah, uh, we'd be happy to send him over, <laughs> Michael. I was th- you. You took the words right out of my mouth. I, I why don't you take Russell, and then your entire left side of your infield will be criminals. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But you know what, Danny? What What's worse than having Addison Russell on your team is having him haunt you for the next six years from across the field. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I mean, it's easier just to hate him. But if he just plays well against you for the next six years, that's irritating too. I just fucking hate him. Just winning Gold Glove after Gold Glove and smacking twenty homers a year, right into the river. Uh, but the, but the most dangerous side of the left side of the infield in all of baseball. Yeah, yeah. If you're a woman, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I, 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 I calls him as a season here. Yeah. So um, anyway, well, so Chris Bryant should watch watch out what he's routing second. He, I, I believe uh, he is probably at least intersex. I don't know. We haven't seen Chris Bryant round second in a while, so <laughs> no, no it or, might not be an issue. Or home. I mean, yeah. or first. Yeah, well, Chris Bryant has Chris Bryant hasn't rounded second at home either. If you know, what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. They're, he needs a month race. They're waiting. He needs over a, over the shirt, honey. He needs a slump buster. Um, so you got nobody except for Milky Cabrera and Chin Balls, and Kang came back. And uh, oh, you got Jordan Lyles. Remember him? We used to call him Plural uh, Lyle. Right. <laughs> those were the days. Yeah, I mean, those were the days. And, and that you're right. That's the Bucks' idea of a of a you know a pickup this year. I mean, I, they traded Ivan Nova, and Ivanova. you know, like like the idiots we are, we figure, okay, cool. There must be you know there must be a trade. There must be a signing. There's got to be something in the offing. No, Jordan Lyles. Um, What's so weird is as the season ended last year, and as you guys went and like went out and got Chris Archer, I'm like, I guess they're gonna go after it. They're gonna do it. They must be because I mean, it. It. I was. It was a total conundrum. I just. I was lost last year. I'm like, what are they doing? Are they going for it? Are they getting rid of all their players and rebuilding? And I, I don't think they know s- either. They're yeah. just. They just keep ending up in the middle. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, I think for the uh, for the best management team in baseball, that's all you need. You do, know. Do you think if they're in- some really good players on that team? Yeah, there are. I, Josh Bell's great. You know, Josh Bell's one of my favorite players in the league. I, did you see that home run yet today? No, yeah, dude. Wait, four, four, feet. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Four seventy something, right? It yeah. was a blast. Yeah. The thing is, Bell. I, he, he's a really cool guy, but the thing is, if he can ever get that bat under control, he could really, truly be a monster. Well, he's in three ten with two home runs and eight RBI right now. So the guy is crushing right now. So yeah, and and those homers are legit. I mean, when they he, are when he when he goes yard, it is gone. All right, yeah. I I got yeah. the trade for you. We take your closer, Vasquez. <laughs> 
And Already off the table for Addison and, Russell. <laughs> no, we'll take Vasquez and Bell, and you can take Russell, and, Russell and that. No, and that other fucking loser, Rizzo. <laughs> oh, what? What? <laughs> I just the, just try to piss. Can you only off. the only goddamn clutch player on this team? Caratini uh, every really? day. Caratini at first. Yeah, that's that, that's a, that's your winning squad. It's Caratini time. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, think about it. the first. I mean, Josh Bell is definitely the bottom of the barrel when you look at the rest of the first baseman in the league, in the division. But, I mean, you got Goldschmidt, you got Rizzo, and you got Votto. Yeah. Well, the first baseman's always like a, a slugger. It was supposed to be anyway on a good team. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't think of a prototypical slug in first base. I, I, I hate to have to go back to Stargell, but, I mean – the Pirates haven't really had that mashing first baseman in decades. Jason Bay? <laughs> no, he he was an outfielder, right? And he was he was in left field, yeah. yeah. I mean, Kevin Young? You know, I, Kevin Young is one of the better first basemen, and he was like a 20, 25 home run kind of guy. I mean, I, Bell could really be that legit masher. Well, he's good, and um, I don't know. You guys have been waiting so far. So, uh, I mean, and... Although the Cubs wrote a couple of stats down here, the Cubs have scored almost double the runs of the Pirates, but have less than half the wins. We all know why. Yeah, I know. The Cubs have nearly triple the home runs than the Pirates, and yet have only won two baseball games in this opening week and a half. The Cubs' OPS is 150 points higher so far this season, and yet they have floundered. Oh, well... Danny, let me let me help you out. Turn the page and look at the pitching stats. Well, I know. Maybe well, that'll answer some of your questions. Well, tell me who who on the Pirates is any good? I mean, obviously we just talked about Josh Bell, but like who who's like coming in hot? Well, Archer. I think yeah, yeah, he's 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 real hot. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think uh, the the way they've won the last you know the last four honestly is pitching. You know, I two two of the Reds wins were two nothing. Um, but you're getting production from surprising places. You know who's hitting over 400 right now is Melky Cabrera. All right. And old you know, man's got it, something in the tank. I, you know, it seemed like an odd pickup at the time because he was going to be the number five outfielder. Uh, but you know, with Polanco still out and uh, you know Dickerson hurt now, I, Cabrera is still a professional ball player. You so, know, so you I, guys are hurt, kind of. Uh, he he is scary running the bases. You know. And every time you hit a ball to him, you you, you say a little prayer. But I mean, I, Cabrera's been been hitting the ball. I, Josh Bell, of course, is a monster. And Fra- I, I Frazier you, Frazier's been playing good. I've been watching a little bit. Frazier looks good. Uh, Frazier's the one to keep an eye on. You know, I remember I don't know ten fifteen years ago, Freddie Sanchez won a batting title for the Bucks, and you were like, "Who?" I, right. Frazier could be that guy because he just gets hits. I mean, he's always hitting three hundred. Um, you know, decent second base. But enough power to hit 10, 15 home runs. You know, I, Frazier, Frazier's quietly becoming one of the better. Yeah, bases. if your pitching can hold up and if the team can stay healthy, I could see you like just getting on a roll and just kind of ro- stealing it away like the pirates you are. Bo- boarding <laughs> boarding this ship, uh, the SSNL Central, and uh, taking it over. But I think, you know, the staying healthy is just is, is the problem. You know, there are some decent prospects behind – the the team but i mean they're not really ready 
I, this isn't the year for them to come up. So, I mean, particularly when we get to the pitching, you know, the first four starters look real good, five maybe, but six and seven is garbage. Well, anything you've got is way better than anything we've been throwing out there. It's been fucking terrible. I mean, the Cubs have an ERA over seven right now. The Pirates are are at two something. Yeah, no. I'd la- before today's game, they had the best uh, best ERA in the league. I did, I know today they gave up a few runs, so it might. I, up- I mean, of the fifteen pitchers the Cubs have thrown out there so far this season, two guys have an ERA below five point four. Yeah, I mean, Ouch. the the Cubs starters have an ERA of six point eight, and the relievers are eight point three seven. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you can't score as many runs as the Cubs have scored and still lose. <laughs> you know, with, uh, well, you can, you can with shitty pitching. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, and I, I know he's not facing you guys in this series coming up, but I'll tell you the one to keep an eye on is Trevor Williams. I mean, I, it's, it's funny because his stuff is like, he's got a low, maybe mid nineties fastball, but it always goes literally to that one spot where the batter can't hit it. I mean, he's got almost freakish control and, his his ERA over his last twelve starts was like one point four. I it's something ridiculous. Like he's consistent. Well, you know, you got Tyone at the top. You got Archer. We're not going to face any of those guys. We're facing. Well, no, we're facing Tyone. Yeah. Uh, and Musgrove and Lyles in this series. So, um, that's kind of the back end of your bullpen and the or back end of your rotation and the uh, the and top. Tyon. Yeah, yeah. Tyon's considered your ace, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, let's get into. Oh, wait, we didn't even do the uh, defense. It's the most important uh, part. Are you guys ready to? <laughs> are you guys ready to do a madrigal version of Durr? Let's hear it. The, the no. madrigal version. Yeah. Oh, this should be fun. All right. This I want to hear. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the Cubs have they committed a lot of errors, and they're second in errors. So that's bad. The uh, Pirates are, uh, they haven't committed a lot of errors. <laughs> so You guys playing tight ball. Uh, your defense is, seems okay, even though you say you don't have a shortstop. Well, I, you know, and the thing is, though, I, Gonzalez, you know, he's one of these guys that comes in where if, if you have no bat as a shortstop, you, you better be Ozzie Smith-level defense. You know, you, you better be Mark Belanger. Right, right. So he's and just he, kind of average all the way around, yeah. He's good, um, but his range isn't spectacular. You know, he's not phenomenal. And, you know, Daisy got Colin Moran at third. I, you might as well put the statue of Willie Stargell. Um, I got you. So, so he's right. not making a lot of errors, but every ball is going not, by They're anyway. not getting anything. Yeah, it's it's the uh, – remember when Darwin Barney won the gold glove? And he, and he basically didn't even uh, move the entire season. But he caught those four balls that came right to him. Yeah, yeah, he did. So uh, here's the magical dur. Pretty nice, huh? Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. So, the, are you going to release that as a single, or is that just like a live track? Yeah, no, that's that's extra. I'm going to actually cut that out of the main show. And uh, <laughs> and put that up on iTunes. That's for Patreon. That's for Patreon and iTunes. Only. Yeah, I'm going to license that to Crest. <laughs> and well, actually, I'll play. Maybe I, I can get a Colgate deal. That'd be better. Just, 
So, um, yeah, the Cubs have the second worst dur so far this season. Pirates have the second best. So, I don't know. They, they, the Cubs. I mean, what do you guys think? Do do they look out of sync as a team defensively? They, as a team, as a whole, in general, they look out of sync. I mean, even them scoring runs, the guys that have been carrying them have been the guys you wouldn't expect them to, and the guys who are kind of not really putting it out there are the guys who are supposed to be the best, Yeah, I think. Yeah. You know, K- K- KB's done nothing so far this year, and yeah. I was expecting big things, but how if he's one of the biggest stars in the league, I mean, is he anyone's favorite Cub? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah little kids know. little kids and women i don't know anyone who thinks he's their favorite player on this team i mean the, and there's a lot the, of great players on the team and maybe that's why but god god he's the, annoying. the sparkle is off the eyes i think for sure and i was wondering about this with kb uh he turned down that what 200 and what 50 million yeah that, that they offered him or that something might have been a mistake yeah, yeah. If, he has, if he has a bad season, it is. It's well, since he's turned that down, he has not had a good season. And with the way that everything played out in the offseason, and now everybody's starting to sign these uh, you know, these hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty million dollar uh extensions. Right. That seems to be the norm, and he turned his down. The strike it might the- not be that might not work out for him in a couple of years here. Yeah. Unless the- he can Unless he can figure it out, but uh, he's batting two thirty one. So yeah, well, far. I mean, I mean, if you just want to click through stats and look at OBP, slugging percentage, whatever, I mean, the top of the team is Caratini, Hayward, Zagudis, Contreras. You're like, ah, oh, man, the boat, Lester, and then the bottom. You look at the bottom of the list: it's Schwarber, Rizzo, Bryant, Alomar. Yeah, yeah. and well, Schwarber is not. I, I I wouldn't put Schwarber into that because he's hitting right where he's right where he's ex, kind of expected to, and his, he's got some pop. He's hitting two fifty with a three thirty three OBP. That's kind of what you would hope. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's exactly what you're expecting. He's also got two homers, and he doesn't seem he's to. Play, listen, get, I'm not. I'm not knocking Schwarber. Starts. Yeah, listen. Like, well, we're getting at, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We gotta right, save right, this right. for the Cubs part of the show. Let's right. let's Sorry. talk about these games. And uh, I I've got more to say about these games when I tell you about the Wrigley tour that I went on because these are at Wrigley. It's opening day at Wrigley Field. And if you're gonna go to one of them, will you please click through our link at uh, sunranto.com/stubhub? You just click on it, and then you buy tickets, and then uh, they gave us some money. So do that if you're gonna go. Um, and I want to remind everybody of the scavenger hunt, and that is to write, sing, and video yourself uh, doing a sea shanty about how much you hate the pirates, or you could just make it about Jung Ho Gung. So that pretty hateable, yeah. And it could be short too, just like fifteen second little like one verse sea shanty. I don't care. But then you get uh, entered to win this fabulous DVD. Uh, Chicago Cubs, the heart and soul of Chicago. And I'm going to throw in more shit, too. I'm going to probably get a magnet schedule this week, too. Maybe I'll throw that in the in the kitty if I get it. Yeah, uh, and you were going to give uh, – uh, what, what's what's the movie? The the one about oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you uh, Showgirls. Showgirls, that's yeah. the movie. Yeah, Showgirls. It's yeah. A, it's, that's like four or five hours of entertainment right there. <laughs> it's, it's like two, sh- two of our shows. So um, 
Game one, the Bleacher Bum Band is playing after, so I want to see everybody at G-Man Tavern after the game. Uh, we're awesome, so come out and see us. We're singing Cub songs for you. But it's Jamison Tyone first up against John Lester. Uh, Tyone's 0-1 with a 346. Lester's 1-0 with a 3. It's opening day. They're 120 start, classic Wrigley opening day. Everybody with magnets in their hands. Well, 30,000 people. Can you believe they're not giving them to everybody? The last right. fucking 12,000 just can't get a fucking magnet. Ridiculous. <laughs> Cheap bastards. Seriously. They don't even take up space. That's not. And I've been in the bowels of New Wrigley. There's plenty of space for magnets, let me tell you. Hey, I, now I, I do have to ask you about this series, though. Just a broader question. What the hell is with just one day game out of three? Like, I figure we're going oh, into get... Chicago to play the Cubs. When I want to watch baseball when I'm supposed to be working. Yeah, and when it's cold in the, in the early part of the season, this pisses us off every yeah, year. Like, every year. What's up with night games in April? Nobody wants to sit in fucking Wrigley Field on Wednesday night at 9 o'clock at night when the wind starts howling. They probably won't be because it's supposed to rain. In We're games. supposed to get fucking snow here tomorrow. I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's still winter kind of. And, um, I mean, today was beautiful. Tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful for opening day, so that's good. But I bet you this there's a strong possibility this is the only game that gets played in this entire series. They should probably uh, start, you know, move a game Cub- to Tuesday, but they don't do shit like that. C- Cubs get swept. <laughs> well, in one game. In one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it is Tyone and Lester, and uh, last year Tyone beat us thrice, and it, uh, we only got we got five runs off of him in twenty innings. He's good. Yeah, no, I think he's turning into a real ace. I mean, if you if you watch the movement on his on his uh, breaking stuff, it's just it's freaky. It it really is that fall off the table uh, kind of stuff. And uh, Lester was four and one versus the Pirates with a three oh nine. Earned run average. That's pretty. Yeah, take the under. Uh, yeah, I, t- I I would. I mean, it's going to be nice outside. I don't know which way the wind's going to be blowing. But uh, the Cubs have been hitting the cover off the ball. It's going to be tough to do against Tyone. It's, w- would you say that he might be the best pitcher we've faced so far? I don't know. No. Maybe. Um, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Josh Hader was looking pretty good. Well, today. I mean, starter. Yeah. Well, okay. No, yeah. Starter. Hater kicked our ass like usual. Yeah. I, I was just when you're you're just saying any pitcher. It was. He, I think Hater is the best one they've seen. He's one of the best in the business. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, but we haven't gotten too much done against Tyone in the past. So that's game one. Game uh, then Tuesday's an off day, and then you got game two. Jordan Lyles. There's your new pickup. Uh, against you, Darvish, which, oh, my God, you know, just, you know, we, we're really hoping for him to turn it around. It has not been good. It's and, now or never, buddy. It's now or never. And if they play this game, and this is what really scares me, it's going to be raining. It says it might taper off at night, but if it does taper off at night and they do decide to play, it is going to be 38 degrees at Wrigley uh, Fields. And who knows what the wind's going to be doing, but it's going to well, suck out there. Well, the fact that Cubs pitching sucks and they really can't get a handle on it, that doesn't help. And the only thing going well for the Cubs is that they're able to score runs. It's not going to help in all that cold. No. They, so it just no. Well, it didn't Darvish pitch uh, in Atlanta. It was just raining buckets on him too, right? Yeah. Wasn't that the Darvish game? That Yeah. 
One of yeah, them, so, yeah. The second one, I think. Yeah. But well, at least it wasn't quite so cold, no, but still. So, yeah, th- so that sucks. But here's what I wanted to say about the StubHub thing, and I'll get to it later when I g- talk about the new clubs at Wrigley. But because these games could get rained out, uh, it would be worth it if you think you could, like if you live locally and you could, this is a secret of Wrigley, secrets. Um, it, if you live locally, you should buy uh, the tickets if the game gets rained out to one of the new clubs because the prices will die considerably. Like even right now, for $100, you can get all you can drink and eat to one of these games. And like if this game gets rained out or it's super shitty, you can be inside eating and drinking or the shit gets rained out and you've got a ticket for a much better game later in the season that – even if you can't go, you could sell and probably make money. Just a little advice. I'm I'm planning on it <laughs> if I can. A way to have your maker's mark and drink it too. Yeah, you know what you're oh, trying to say. Oh yeah, no. There's a, it could be in the maker's mark club. That is one of the places, but that's not what I would pick. That's not my pick for hanging out. Um, so uh, but I'll get to all that. Uh, so Jordan Lyles, he was in the pen last year. Now he's a starter again. He used to start before um we saw him twice once with san diego and then he went to milwaukee we got one run off of him in two total innings pitched uh schwarber and descalso have homered off of him so you're you don't have a lot of confidence in this guy do you brian well i tell you you know i think he's best fit to that kind of swing man role you know long reliever you know, long, yeah. um you know long bullpen but he won the spot starts huh? Uh, he he doesn't. He's been using his curveball more, and last year was actually his best season, really to date. I mean, a lot of his career was in Colorado, so you almost don't want to count that. Uh, you know, he's a number five starter. Uh, so could we be a get, great we, game could be crap. I'm, but I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. Well, it's gonna be crap if it happens because it'll be 38 degrees and rainy. Um, and uh, you, Darvish. I was thinking about him uh, now that Jason Hayward is good again. Well, his defense is bad. So when his defense is bad, his uh, hitting gets great. But you, Darvish, is kind of like the new Jason Hayward of pitchers, which is just a big old contract that just fucking festers. That's, that's mean, man. That's I'm mean. Just saying. Um, I really hope he can. Oh man! But th- this is not the game. Thirty-eight degrees and rainy. I hope it gets rained out on his for his sake. Um, you albatross. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Two uh, in two games, you Darvish has pitched only six point two innings, and he's given up six runs and eleven walks. Maybe he's the new Tyler Chatwood. Nope, Tyler Chatwood still Tyler Chatwood. Breaking news. Yeah, we found <laughs> that out today. Yeah, he, what he, what do you do? I didn't even get to watch the game. I was rehearsing. Uh, what do you have? Three or four walks, Michael? Um, <laughs> no, I think he only had two, but he wasn't in there. But for an inning, I think. Yeah, it's probably a joke at stomach. Yeah, I'm bringing up his game log now, and it wasn't pretty. It was, uh, yeah, two walks. Two yeah. walks. That's what it was. He had three strikeouts though. All right. Uh, he, you know, he did the. He went 1.1 innings. You know, two walks and three strikeouts. The walks scare the living shit out of you, but you know when he's. But that's yeah. how. Yeah. That's well, how he yeah. ended up winning. Or the Cubs won. What ten games that he started in? He didn't win them, but you know the Cubs won because 
he'd walk a shitload of people, but he'd also strike a lot. Of yeah, them. and get a double in, play or something. In yeah. five innings pitched this year, he's got four runs, one dinger, four walks, five strikeouts. So yeah, he's almost he's still averaging a strikeout an inning, almost a walk an inning. I don't know. Maybe it's a little better than it was. Pretty, pretty ineffective. <laughs> the fact that almost a walk an inning is is an improvement tells you everything about last year. Yeah, it's the whole damn staff now. He's got knuckleballer stats. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, Darvish with the eleven walks and six strikeouts is it's an anomaly, right? He's going to get his shit back. Yeah, yeah. Cy Young, remember? Yeah, yeah. you remember when he was. Uh, he was like the fastest player to like a hundred strikeouts or some shit. Yeah. You well, know, what he scares was, he was yeah, I mean, on fire. What scares the shit out of me is Brad Brock is probably having the best performance of anyone outside of John Lester, but in four innings, that guy's got six walks. Yeah, that's the most frightening. I would He's yeah. shutting it down though. He's just I don't know, he's getting the double play balls, he's doing whatever he's doing, it's working, but I it's not gonna last long. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit and it's already he's, been he's bad. the next he's the next to implode. Oh god. He's the last one left. So, well, yeah, because we saw uh, Game Three's starter. Uh, it's the Battle of the Joes. Uh, Joe Musgrove versus Joe Quintana. He's kind of a Joe. He's a Jose, really. And we saw Jose uh, blow up the other day, and now he's got an 8-10 earned run average. Um, this game's at 7.05. There's gonna be, it's going to warm up, but there's going to be thunderstorms and a 90% chance of rain. So ah, there's nothing like those thunderstorms in 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 the spring in Chicago, though. Yeah, no, it's going to be intense. Uh, but all afternoon, I bet you this game doesn't get played either. This is another one you might want to look at those uh those club tickets. Try to pick one up for cheap through StubHub and our link. Um, so Musgrove, we saw him a couple times last year, and he was good. He only uh, gave up two runs in 14 innings pitched. The Cubs lost both games. And uh, Q, uh, well, he gave up three runs in 10 innings against the Pirates last year. So it was decent. This might be a good game, except for that it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Musgrove is the kind of guy who gives you uh, gives you hope for a guy like Jordan Lyles. Because when he came over in the trade from Houston, I, he kind of had that same reputation that Lyles did. Although, you know, Lyles certainly has more years of mediocrity behind him. Just kind of, you know, as a swing man, decent guy for a few innings, but... You know, when they worked him up and got him in the rotation, his his stuff has worked out. Yeah, how come we don't get pitchers that work out? <laughs> we we right. did. I mean, we really don't. Like nobody is working out except for John Lester. But that's like that's, John Lester and and Cole Hamels together. Yeah. They're seventy years old. Yeah, yeah, they are seriously. <laughs> so yeah, so there's there's your series preview. Anything else to say about the Pirates? Uh, before, um, before we let you go, uh, Brian, I mean, unless you want to stay on with us and talk about the Cubs. I, well, I'll tell you what, I'll stay on listening to you guys talk about the Cubs. You know, the funny thing is, as a Pirates fan, I know better than to get too cocky. Um, but let me just say this. If the season ended today, we're You'd in the be- playoffs. I'll just I'll just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. God, Enjoy every it. Cubs fan listening right now. Wait, the season's over. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring on 2020. We need a new uh, slogan and a maybe new manager. Next year. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm going to grab another beer. I'm just going to listen to you guys. All right, yeah, sounds um, good. Before we move on, I I just want to urge you all to make your way to my bookie. Uh, their slogan is "You win, 
they pay. They have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. So join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use the promo code armchair25. So visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Don't forget to use the promo code when creating your account and claim up to a thousand bucks in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay, let's talk about the Cubs. So uh, I didn't really watch any of these games, I, I but I did well, have I, a, a really I did, good, good. Yeah, you can tell too. me all about it because I was at Club 400 on Friday night playing with the Bleacher Bum Band and um, uh, Dwight Smith and Jerome Walton were out there. The rookie of the year was at 89 and the the runner up for rookie of the year, which was Dwight Smith. So, but we get all the way out there. I just got to tell a quick story. We get all the way out there. We're starting to set up to play. We realize that we do not have the base player's base. <laughs> so we like scrambled. We're like calling the neighborhood. Like we're going on Facebook on like the neighborhood pages, seeing if anybody can bring a base like that they bought their son or daughter for Christmas. So that, so it was a, a disaster, but we played anyway. But um, I got to tell I, you, you know what, though, like that is not the first time I've heard of that happening to a band mm. when somebody just for, completely forgets the instrument that they play for the band. I don't understand how that works. Well, I mean, he, he thought we had it. We thought he had it. You know, that kind of thing is. But, <laughs> you know, I've forgotten a keyboard, had to drive all the way back from Delaware to outside of philadelphia for a keyboard and like run back to the show yeah we barely made it but anyway it was working it enough working at enough venues i've seen an i've seen i think five bands in my life where the drummer lost their drums on tour because they just forgot them somewhere yeah <laughs> yeah and you lose cables and things like that all the time yeah, like, it's but, ex- but somebody i i mean i've multiple times uh, drummers have showed up i think somebody let me use their drums i left mine in omaha yeah okay, you know, when i was at the road <laughs> When I was managing a club in Pittsburgh, it was amazing the gear that the owner had from bands who just left it behind. I mean, Marshall stacks and full drum kits and like nice. They probably died of heroin overdoses and just like, (laughs) yeah, or or just blew it so bad that night. They're just like, fuck it. They can keep it all. It's I suck. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now the club has a back line. So, um, yeah. So I was just telling the story of Dwight Smith. Uh, at Club 400 on Friday. Dude, this guy is put the fuck together. He had these fucking rattlesnake boots that came to a point, you know, like a really pointy point. And uh, Jerome Walton doesn't talk at all. But he, he had like, it looked like he had a flip phone on a holster. <laughs> it was like this dude. And the best thing is you got to check this out. So um, we're, the game is on behind Dwight Smith, this Friday night's game, and Jerome Walton during the Q&A. And so um, uh, Dwight Smith is making a point about how lucky we are to have Stuart McVicker and Club 400 and have him open up his home to us to, like, host these events and uh, what a museum it is down there. And, like, he was – Dwight Smith was super excited to be there. And he was talking about how lucky we were. And right then – Wilson Contreras hit a home run and everybody in the room saw it behind Dwight Smith and started cheering. Well, Dwight Smith thought we were cheering for him. So he (laughs) just, 
He starts like preaching like he's in church. He's like, it's the greatest. I love Club 400. Like, we're like, dude, just settle down. Like, it's not about you. We're cheering the Homer. And so we all start giggling. Jerome Walton thinks it's hilarious. He's sitting right next to him. But it was great. If you haven't been to Club 400, you got to go. You get club400cubscave.com, I think is the address. You got to check it out. So I didn't really, I was also excited to watch this game because there would be so many Cubs fans around. And then the game sucked ass. Complete ass. They got their asses kicked and they kind of came back. But it's when, you know, they're, they're always making these, they have these huge innings after they're already getting their ass kicked at the end of the game, kind of get back into it. And then, uh, you know, in the eighth and ninth, but they're just up there throwing meatballs to him with their well, worst yeah. pitchers at that point, you know? Yeah, they've, they've, they're down by what? Uh, at that point, they were down by eight. Yeah, it was 13 to five. Yeah, they were down by eight. They've got the guys that, you know, just like, all right, just give them a couple of innings. The guys that council doesn't want to go to unless he has to, that type of thing. Yeah, and then they score five. So that, you know, they get to 10 runs, everybody starts to get a little bit excited, and then they lose, and it's literally like two teams all of last year scored 10 runs and lost twice. Like, I believe Pirates were one of them. I think it was the Pirates and the Reds. Yeah, the Cubs are... No, no, it was the Pirates and the Rockies. Uh Two games, they scored 10 runs and lost the game. The Cubs have done that twice All in the first week. Already. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, also disheartening about that first game is Quintana, what, what is he, like 6-2 and two lifetime with like a below 2 ERA. I was just trying to look at the splits. 1.62 ERA, 6-2 and two and 11 starts against Milwaukee. And last year, he was 4-1 and one with a 2.13 ERA against him. So you kind of thought, okay, this is where they're going to turn it around. He's yeah. going to go in and shut them down. And he I got blown know. up. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. We got Q going, at, you know, maybe at, in the game on Friday. And, I mean, you just can't trust. You know, I, he never gets on a roll. Like, have you ever, like, Q has never had, like, a good whole month. There's always at least one start in there that fucking sucks ass. Yeah, I yeah. I totally agree with that. Well, that, I mean, hindsight, that trade just doesn't seem great anymore. Oh, it seems, yeah, because we thought we were getting, like, a number three that could maybe be a two when he's on, but, but he's right, never a been a guy on. who was on the verge of really blowing up, and it's kind of like he had already peaked, maybe. Or, or maybe he just is what he is, you know? Right, which is probably more of the case. But So, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you guys pick up Joe Musgrove on the Pirates, Brian, and then, you know, we pick up Q and, he, and like this, and you'd think that the Q deal would be working out better, but it just doesn't. Musgrove, I mean, he's just been around a long time. Well, you know, and and some of the some of the sh- the the shine is off him, but I mean, I you can still say it's Searage. You know, that he just has that ability to find out what the guys are doing wrong. I do wonder about our, our uh, you know, hot of you know, bullpen situation and or pitching coach situation. And the fact that the Cubs haven't developed any major league arms at all. Yeah, like, I mean, what, what is, 
what is that stat that we kept seeing passed around? Uh, the yeah. kid, some guy, Brad Robinson posted IVMV had reposted a few times. Yeah, yeah. And if my count is correct, and it may not be, the Cubs front office has drafted 150 pitchers between 2012 and 2018, and have a grand total of zero playing in the major leagues. Yeah, hundred hundred and fifty pitchers drafted. And my point is that they they said they improve from within and they promote Hadavi, the person that did not develop any pitchers to be the major right. league pitching coach. I, well, I, well, here's the other deal too. As I, I think it's been obvious to everyone. I think the organization has kind of said it all along, is that they're really developing these young bats and these young players and these like dynamic hitters and fielders who can kind of play any position hit anywhere in the order and they just they have it and they were going to buy pitching right and i get the argument i i so many blowhards mansplaining to me on on uh facebook the other day i wanted to fucking stab people in the throat um, sorry ranters but you really fucking annoy me sometimes <laughs> but um uh, you know this these guys i get they're the second highest payroll in all of baseball but they're also one of the biggest most profitable teams uh and they're also one of the highest grossing revenue teams they have a stadium full of people and they're supposed to be putting a winner on the field and i'm just saying everybody knew before the season started that a the starting rotation was getting old and b that the fucking bullpen was hot fucking garbage and they had to do something their unwillingness to make a trade of one of these bats and dynamic players to go out and get pitching that they know that they need and that they're not developing is obvious, but if that's what they're unwilling to do is to get rid of one of these young bats, one of these young dynamic players, then they need to go out and spend money, and they haven't done either of it. It seems to be like a fucking, uh, you know, a standoff between Theo and ownership and and Joe. I mean, you know, people are accusing Joe of throwing Carl Edwards Jr. out there day after day to prove a point. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, don't I, I don't think that's I don't think that's the case either. But I like that people are saying it, and yeah. you know what? It does it does seem a little bit spiteful. Spiteful. Did you see that fucking video of Joe last night? Um, I'm with, so tired of this shit. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm fucking tired of yeah, this shit. Fucking you, tired of this shit. Read his lips because the bullpen started giving up fucking runs again, and I was like, "Well, Joe's had it. He's just gonna get in his RV and drive away. It's uh, after some game." Well, and Theo comes, you know, he comes out and he says, oh, you know, Tom Hodovy isn't the problem. Uh, he's he's part of the solution. And, and Tom Ricketts isn't the guy. It's not his. Shut the fuck up. It's Tom Ricketts. That's it, it, It's their fault because they're not letting, like, I don't know. There we don't know something what the, that Theo is not doing right. Doing right. Yeah. The, Theo may not be doing so, something right. Okay. But. Obviously, he doesn't. The, his, he can't fucking put a bullpen pen together, right? But up to this, well, up to this off season, he seemed to be making moves, and the Cubs seemed to be very, uh, you know, very successful on the field. You know, for the you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, even eighteen, they were successful during the season. Like they just didn't quite pull it off at the end for many reasons. This offseason was the season that it seems like the Ricketts really stuck their nose in, and then all of a sudden, he, Theo doesn't do anything in the offseason, and we have hot garbage on the field now. So, I don't know. You, you tell me what changed over, you know, this, over this last offseason versus the ones before it. 
I, I saw I saw some guy on Twitter post, some guy Fuzzy Bead said, honestly, it's hard to believe Cubs players weren't more inspired by the message of there's no help coming. Fix it yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Fuck. I, no shit. Huh? It's like, well, fuck you guys. Figure it out. Well, and it can't be bad this long. But I mean, at the same time, we knew that we had the injury tomorrow and Monty was injured in spring and they, you know, rushed him back apparently because he's injured again they sent him to illinois which is what we're calling the injured list let's remind everybody that we're just calling it illinois oh uh so by the way my wife is looking at stats during the game yesterday uh and she's looking at different stuff and she says she sees like a story or whatever she's like oh carl edwards got sent to iowa and mike montgomery got sent to illinois literally (laughs) nice She read it that way because there was IA for Edwards and then there was IL for Montgomery. Yeah. And she did not know the difference. Yeah. Well, it's Illinois then. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah. And Carl, we got to talk about him. uh, Comes in with that crazy, like, wind up and the weird hit step that was, uh, you know, deemed illegal at a point. And then he had to change it. But he was bad with it. He was bad without it. You know, he's just got to go to uh, – He's well, remember we're calling now Iowa because it's in Des Moines, which means the Monks – he got sent to the Monks. Ah, the Monks. Yeah, well, he's got let, Monks. Let, down to let, the Monks. Let, let, let me ask you this. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at his stats right now. Is a 32.4 ERA bad? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's not the worst you know. on the staff, but <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, is it bad? Actually, it is the worst on the staff. Now. Monty's though. Mon- no, Monty- Monty's down to sixteen point eight, buddy. He cut that thing like in thirds again. Yeah. Do they let you like uh, cut it in third when you go to Illinois? I, I, I don't happened? think so. So I think Edwards holds on to this till he comes back. But Danny, you know, I mean, <laughs> let's hope you, you're you're a singer by trade. I mean, I don't know if you get paid for it at all anymore, but yeah, you used, to be. used to, yeah. <laughs> you, you used to be. Um, so. You know, say say you're singing and you're in a show and you kind of start losing your voice. I mean, it, you got to do something, right? You're, you're not feel you're you're not singing your best, but do you just try to reinvent yourself and sing like only in falsetto with marbles in your mouth? I mean, what what who what did he do? Like who who thought it was a good idea for him to just change everything and do this weird stutter step? Well, like, that's I, with Hadavi. Yeah, th- dude, that is so fucked up. How about going back to what you were doing right when you were pitching well and trying to work on what you were doing and figure it out from there instead of trying to reinvent yourself? I mean, he's a young kid. He's going to be fucked up for years because of this. I feel like they fucked with him a lot. Like, he did seem like he's changed quite a bit. And I'm not just talking about the windup. I'm saying when he first came up, he just threw it in there hard. Maybe it was too straight, but he got a lot of strikes. Then he would throw that curveball not that much, but it would always, you know, but he was kind of throwing. I don't know if he was throwing it for a strike or not, but they were swinging at it, missing or hitting it shitty somewhere. And he was really good. And it's just fallen off since then. He, and and I feel like it's that they're fucking with him. He, and, need, he needs to call Jake Arietta. I mean, he's getting the fucking Baltimore treatment right now where they keep trying to change him and fix him. Totally. And that's he's what not. it feels he like. He needs to just go out there and throw a fucking baseball. He's so fucked up. I feel bad for the kid. Because then last year he was like throwing the fucking curveball all the time and it was a ball most of the time and he walked everybody. But so did everybody on the Cubs because Cubs pretty much led that. Well, I think they did lead the NL in walks. So they that's obviously not a concern. 
you know, but it's not working. Everybody's they they're leading the league in walks again right now. You know, and you know, again, it's it, it hasn't worked perfectly the last few years, but I mean, that's always been Sirage's philosophy. Is it's actually pretty simple. Like when you were at your best, what did you do? And a lot of what he has done to turn guys like Hap around were just undue damage that other teams had done to them. Yeah, and you know, it, it, and and I'm not saying that Hadavi's going to be bad for everybody, but he might be bad for Edwards. And like they, the Cubs are on their what third pitching coach. Yeah, yeah, because in the last three yeah, years they, they had Bazio, and then last year they had uh, what's his name? Uh, God damn it! Yeah, I can't remember either. It's ridiculous because we made fun of his fucking name all year, and now we can't remember it. Hickey. They had Hickey yeah, for yeah. a year. Give him a Hickey. And nobody likes Hickeys. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What were we talking about? <laughs> the Cubs. <laughs> well, well, oh, j- j- oh Edwards, I guess. Staff. But he's yeah, down, but no, and then... But the, but the pitching staff in general and the, the failure of the team to kind of just address the bullpen, which was the obvious weakness on the team. Yeah, and they didn't, and we knew Morrow was going to be out, and they just didn't pick up anybody. You know, uh, it, it's just it's a disheartening fucking situation. I'm, I, I, I mean, it 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 does it does stink of days gone days past. I mean, Danny, literally today the Cubs lost four to two, and I was like, well, you know, it wasn't so bad. I mean, the bullpen came in for you know four four innings or so, and 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 did their job. Yeah, today, I mean, five, today five they, the bullpen was finally good, and the offense didn't hit late. Well, they they had to face Hater. Yeah, you know for, that's, that's what for, happened. That's what he was saving it for, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He chewed it up. Yeah, he he chewed up the whole thing, and I I don't know, it, you know, it's probably worth it to beat the Cubs for the Brewers give themselves that confidence win in the series. But um, so it was, but it was nice to see. I mean. Baby steps, they lose the game, but the bullpen didn't completely implode today. Yeah, so, yeah. Which is the first time we've, I think we've seen that pretty much. Well, Lyle, I believe you did predict a two and five road trip. and I, uh, I did, and I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, I, could, that's, I could smell it. Yeah, is it? No, two and. Are we two and five? Two and six. You could smell it. Five. Does it smell like. Uh, like two and dirt seven. Or leather? Seven. Yeah, we're or two Ivy. and seven. They played eight games, right? No, they played two. nine. Nine. They're two, two and, and seven. seven. Oh, right today. Today was right. 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 Yeah. Right, so I did. Yeah. You predicted a two and seven road trip. Yeah. Um. Well. All right. Well, should I tell you about my uh, Wrigley tour that I took on Saturday? Yeah. Let's hear. Yeah. About it. Let me tell you about this. All right. So, get invited on this tour. Um. You know, all the bloggers and the Tribune was there and stuff, and they brought us to all the new clubs at Wrigley Field, and there's a one down the third baseline. That's the W Club, and it's you know it's it's nice. They've got like numbers of the players on all the tables. They got full service bar. They've got like a buffet of food that's going to be out there. I, mean, I didn't see the food. They didn't have that out there, but it's big. Holds like two hundred fifty people. And check this out. And all this is for all the clubs. All the club tickets are attached to season ticket holder tickets, so they're all going to be available on StubHub. So you can get them like for these uh, rainy games, you know, against Pittsburgh uh, for cheap, even these W Club. And here's the cool thing about the W Club. You can steal plates. Oh, you can do that on all the clubs. (laughs) But uh, you can see the Cubs batting cages, like in the tunnel. 
So you could see they, they've got a window where you can watch the Cubs, you know, come back and take a few swings before they come up to bat. Nice. So, That's the, uh, at, uh, at the United Center, you know, you go to the Blackhawks games. It's pretty cool. There's a private bar downstairs. It used to be called the Kettle Club. I don't know what booze it's called now. But uh, you go down there and you sit along the glass. That's where all the players go in and out of the locker room. It's just kind of cool. Like right before the game, you see all the guys in their uniforms going up, hitting the glass. It's cool. Yeah, so that that's a little bit of uh, you know kind of a perk from being down there, and then Maker's Mark Barrel Room, it's really like rustic down there. It looks kind of like a country western sort of saloon parlor sort of thing. They got like barrels all over the place, and uh, they have Maker's Mark drinks in there as the as Beard. inclusive, <laughs> yeah, but all inclusive. Uh, and then they also have other liquor, but I think you got to pay for it. Um, if you want like top uh, top shelf other stuff, now, I don't know if they might give you well or something, but uh, you can see the visitors batting cage. And this is hilarious because we're getting shown around by Carl Rice, who's basically the guy that was in charge of building the entire, well, the whole project, 1060 project, right, is what it's called. Yeah. He's responsible for the whole thing and has been. So he's the one showing us around. And he goes, and you can see the visitors' batting cages. And there's photos all over the wall. He's like, there's a secret photo that uh, you have to open. And then you can see the visitors' batting cage. So, like, I'm up there. Like, there are all these photos of the all over the wall of, like, you know, Gabby Hartnett hitting the homer in the gloaming. Like, the front of the newspaper and stuff. You know, like, on the wall. And I'm like lifting every picture. And he's like, no, 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 not that one. Oh, and I'm like, how about this one? No, 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 not that. It's a different color. So I'm looking around for a different color one. Dude, these pictures are going to get ripped off the walls <laughs> by fans thinking they could see the visitor's batting cage. It was a total oversight, in my opinion, to uh, have a secret picture at all. Because did you if figure you have... out which one it was? Yeah, he did it. He opened yeah, it. He's who, like, no, who, this who, one, who, idiot. What, who he's was like, the picture it's a of? picture of me. Who was the picture of? I don't even know. He opened it. God damn it, Danny. That's the information that you need to share. No, no. You got to try every single picture if you go down there. You could have saved them hundreds upon hundreds of pennies. No, no. Orders, whatever it costs them. Until they get a fucking pictures up there. Until they pay for a bullpen, I'm ripping the pictures off the wall. Well, I mean, it is not lost on me, nor should it be on anybody, that they're opening all these clubs at the same time as the team is sucking a fucking egg. So, like, this could be really a a tragedy, a financial disaster for them. I mean, these tickets, I mean, all-inclusive, you know, people like, oh, I'll pay 80 bucks, go down there. But, like, these are $200 tickets, so people that bought into them, you know, they're going to be pretty pissed if, like, the Cubs do end up, as Pakoda predicts, in last place. Well, they'll on just, the year they you know, spend a shitload of They won't of money. actually be out in, the, out in the stands watching the game. They'll just be sitting in there drinking their Maker's Mark drinks and fucking might eating as their well. hot dogs. Yeah, and- m- might as well. But you get sick of uh, that anyway. It's 81 game, games. Game game two of, of this uh, homestand already. Tickets are as low as $6 on StubHub. Yeah, 6 bucks you can get in, and those are shitty seats. But, like, who I- cares? You're in the stadium. Buy them now. That game's going to get rained out. You can go see them play in July. Yeah, exactly. Might as well take a chance. But if you want to take a bigger chance, uh, take it on. And here's my pick. Okay, now. Do you remember the old, this is an upper deck, by the way, is beautiful. Everybody that likes sitting up in the upper deck, 
It is so much better. You guys are going to be so fucking happy about all the changes up there. There, not only are there patios outside the stadium, you know, on both in both left and right field with uh, more concessions and really nice bathrooms. And yes, gentlemen, there are troughs there still. Oh, good. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, we were joking about it. We're like, you know, Sloan probably doesn't even make troughs anymore. They're like, ah, we got to find a special dude in Pittsburgh that makes these fucking things. You know, <laughs> why, why, why is it got to be Pittsburgh? Yeah, because yeah, Brian's they're on the, the show. Steel workers. Yeah, steel workers. Steel troughs. Classic. But no, it's really nice. I mean, nicely tiled. Like you'll be you'll be surprised that you're even in Wrigley Field that doesn't feel like a bathroom you've ever pissed in before at Wrigley Field. Other, let me tell other you. Other than other than the classic trough. Other than the classic trough, but the tiling is nice and the sinks are automatic and you know, it's just so much nicer. And they and there's these huge patios that you can kind of go out. And it'll be sunny out there, too, during these cold games. So you can just kind of get away, I mean, if the sun's out, into the sun and be out there. Yeah, if it's not 9 o'clock at night, because... But, like, the left field one is the one I was on, and it overlooks uh, the, uh, you know, the new, uh, what's it called? The the uh, park. But what... Who, yeah. Oh, yeah uh... Gallagher. Gall- uh, yeah. I still call it the park, but water- can we can we call it watermelon I'm old, way? I'm old school. I Let's still call, call it the park water- from two years watermelon ago. Watermelon way. All right, watermelon way it is. Well, there's a lot of new things at Wrigley, so I figure we should name them all. Like it's on us to name every single new nook and cranny. So, um, what else? Uh, oh yeah. So here's my pick for the club, though. Upper deck. Remember the old 420 seats. That is like right behind home plate, but upper deck in the yeah. lower section, like by right under the press box. Right under the press box. That's where a buddy of mine, that's where his season tickets were. And every time I went the first 10 years I was in Chicago, I sat there. I love those seats. Amazing seats. Well, now. Best seats in the house for me. Well, now they're club seats. Now they're right. gone. And they're cushioned. They've got different armrests that are dark, darker brown. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fancy, it's fancy, dark brown. But, um, no, the, and you have your own patio at this Catalina Club that they have, also all inclusive. The four, and it's that whole section. It's like four, old four twenty. I forget what it's called now. Three now it's three something, but it's right behind home plate. And it's four sections, and you get into Catalina Club. There's le, you, there's no seats, but there's um, you can stand there at, at the at these tables and eat, and they, and they got food for you in there. It's, I don't think it's as fancy as some of the other clubs. But um, you, they also have windows out where you're protected from the elements where you can still see the game. So all along, it's like you're in the press box up in the Catalina Club. Pretty cool. It's really cool, and it's the only, uh, you can, it's the only club in which you can still watch the game not on television. All the other ones are in like, like the freaking Maker's Mark Barrel is like a dungeon. It has the creepiest haunted chandelier made of booze bottles up this really dark, creepy shit staircase. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's cool down there, but it's dark. Like, if you're coming to a ball game, you know, you're out there in the sun. Like, Wrigley's known for day games, and then you just go back. Like, people are going to get blinded walking back out to their <laughs> seats. They really are. It's so fucking dark in there. Um, cool. But this uh, Catalina Club, right now... Tickets for Wednesday, which is a game that might get rained out, they're almost all going for ninety dollars. 
So you could, you know, check out that club. And if it does rain and they still play, you just hang out in there and still watch the game. So, so that's cool. Upper deck um, has the patios, and there's also a new patio, like a bleacher deck in left field. And also, you remember where the, way up in the corners where there's standing room where people and but you couldn't really see because of the poles. They built a whole new deck up there where you can stand, and nice. it's and you can see home play from there. So. Um, Unfortunately, the Cubs aren't doing very well, so I don't know if they're going to need too many standing room games. But if you want to go up there and smoke a joint, it's probably a good place to do it. There'll be nobody there. There'll be nobody there. Yeah, you'll only look guilty because you're way up in the corner when everybody else is in box seats. I mean, um, it's not na- it's not naive to say that the Cubs kind of felt that they'd probably be in contention heading into the middle of the season that they're going to make moves halfway at the trade deadline, right? You would. I mean, I'm talking about filling the stadium, right? They, they got. They got to know that they're going to have to do something, right? And that, and that maybe was the plan that they didn't see the value out there, or the players of the caliber that they wanted. Maybe that's why they went the way they did. I mean, can we give them the benefit of the doubt? I, I, uh, no, no. This is no. they. They are doing exactly what PK Wrigley did. Fuck the team. I'm going to make the field a place to go. That's yeah. all I'm going to worry about is the field. We're going to add, like, P.K. Wrigley added fucking ivy and bushes and, you know, shit like that. Made it look nice. You know, and had, like, uh, uh, Women's Day that they came in for a quarter and Kids Day and shit like that. The Ricketts are doing the same fucking thing, except for they're just like, well, you know, instead of, like, actually working on the team, let's open Four fucking clubs. clubs yeah, and and these clubs are hundred and twenty year old. And, and this is not Ladies' Day. This is for rich people. Like, I mean, I think yeah. I, this, this, well, this there, is there are there is rich a lot old things. misogynist day. Yeah, there's there's a lot of rich corporate environment in Chicago, so I, I it makes sense. Well, they just made you can't write off the entertainment expense of baseball games anymore. That's in the new tax code. So I think they're opening <laughs> this shit actually at the wrong time right. as well because of that. So I I don't know if stadiums are, you know, I mean they already have the luxury boxes. They already do corporate events out on the rooftops. Um, you know, they've got the, you know, the different bleacher patios for bachelor parties and bachelorette parties and wedding things. And, um, you know, uh, but these four clubs, it's big money. And I know that, you know, they shut down the Audi club, which I was in a couple times because of uh, Stuart McVicker from Club 400. He, he used to be a member. They shut that down. They had to to build out the new visitor's locker room, which I also saw. Did you see the picture of me in the visitor's showers? I did. The one of you uh, dropping the soap was awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fucking Mike Trout would be in there this weekend. Ooh, I know yeah. the only naked. The only reason to go. <laughs> naked Mike Trout. I was in the same room that naked Mike Trout will be in this weekend. How and, many and, Cubs and, podcasters and, can say this? Well, and two naked or three. Al- Albert Pujols. Oh yeah, and this weekend naked Josh Bell. Do you think he wears a shower cap to keep his dread so nice? For sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what else about these? Oh, yeah, the deck out in the bleachers. Right now, they say it's open to both the stands and the bleachers. So it's basically a bleacher view. They've taken away my left field fence leaners, though. 
Right. It's gone now. It's just not a seat where I used to always go. Is it's now too bad. Not, yeah. That was my jam. Every time we go there, I'd be like, dude, I want to go sit at the leaners. I know. I know. Well, they they but they now they have these places you can stand. And, you know, it's one of those things. It's not like it's raked at all. So it's like if you're not in the front of it, you're not seeing. But if like it's cool because, you know, a lot of people, they just want to congregate and hang out at the game. They don't want to watch. They want to talk with their friends. Now there's a place you can go and not annoy the people that are sitting next to you that are keeping score, like the real serious old timers at Wrigley that are all there all the time, you know. Because every getting up every inning and all the stuff, you're right there by the bathrooms. But anyway, it's a it's a great place to hang out, and um, it was funny watching. You know, Al Yellen, he sits in the left field corner and has for years. Well, now he has people above him, so he, <laughs> he was not. He ran down there and he was like sat in his seat. And he was like, "Oh fuck." And he would, you know, he asked Carl, how, how are they going to keep people out of the bleachers? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it somehow. And that, was, that answer was not good enough for Al. You know? uh. So it might be, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it's, they've, you know, right now you got to show your ticket to get in the bleachers. It's been known as a premium seat. It's very popular to sit out there. So if you can now buy a regular ticket and get into the bleachers, that might be a new scam boogie. Secret of Wrigley. I don't know. I'll check it out for y'all. I can't imagine Soon. if they, if that's allowed now that it will last long. Because everyone will just go out there because people feel like they have to be out there. Well, and especially on the cold days because it's sunny out there. Right. And on the hot days, yeah. when uh, all nobody the bleachers... wants to sit on the third base line. Yeah. Yeah, nobody does. It's so cold. I mean, so and it's going to suck this week. I mean, at, either way, you're you're totally exposed to the elements out there. But it's a nice – they all the changes they make – they made this year i think everybody's gonna really like them so except for the changes that they didn't make to the team hey, yeah <laughs> exactly that they're, they're gonna love what happened at the field they're not gonna like the team it's pk wrigley all over again I, you know i i am kind of curious though from like from listening to you guys and reading the stuff on the ranters uh you know on the facebook thing the last couple of days oh man you shouldn't have done that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When when the cub when the cubs start imploding like this, like the most dangerous place on earth to be is fucking on the ranters. Page. I, well, I I can't say there's not a little bit of Schadenfreude, but I mean, obviously that this isn't a two twenty two ball club, right? I mean, I do you guys think it's really this bad? Uh, it could be. I mean, what, um, it, what what do you, what do you mean by a two twenty two ball club? Like our winning like, percentage. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> No, do we think that they're gonna? Well, I I, I tweeted after. I the, mean, anything less than the, the win, anything less than the playoffs is disappointing. Yeah, they're they're on track right now for forty one wins this year. <laughs> and I, I don't. I <laughs> mean, was, I so something. I don't think that they're a forty one win team. No, I no. don't. You know, but it's. I mean, is this a shitty first week, or is this team really not all that good? <sighs> All the things we were uh, nervous about going into the season have just been around in the first week. And that makes you think that they're not going to really get it together because we, it, it is what we thought it was going to be. And it's what Pakoda predicted. It, well, it, yeah, every, every weakness that was perceivable ha- has come true yeah it wasn't like you know it it wasn't like it's manifested itself into something really ugly really quick well and 
we sat through the entire off season where there were just players, free agents everywhere in all those like problem areas that the Cubs have, they were out there, you know, maybe not, you know, maybe you don't have to go after a Kimbrel, but there were other guys. Ottavino got what three years, twenty seven, right? Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, great. Yeah, I love Ottavino. That was a fucking mistake. Not even like they, they didn't look at anybody. They just didn't try. And so, like what you're seeing in the Cubs fandom and on the Ranchers pages stuff, that's not one week of fucking bullshit. That is the last, like, five months of bullshit. Like, we've yeah. been building on this because they've done nothing to make us think this is going to be better. Now, except for, say, we won 95 games last year, That's which all everybody agrees saying. on. Yeah. You're living, yeah, it, living in the past. Yeah. And, I mean, there are a lot of great pieces on this team. Yeah, so they but it needed so, help. Yeah, they did nothing. Now, yeah, because I think that if it keeps going even remotely like this, the Cubs will sell at the trade deadline. They'll, they'll, yeah, I think I I agree. I think they will too. If it if it's bad heading into the trade deadline, they haven't done anything. It's time for them. They'll make major moves. Yeah, the yeah. question the question really is, you know, and it, the trade deadline's earlier. Remember this year, it's done uh, July thirty first. So, I mean, and the question really is, is will any of their trade pieces be worth a damn by the trade deadline? Well, the, there's that I mean? part of it, Danny, and there's the part, well, if they're really that bad and they're going into it, I mean, I think it'll be major. I mean, it, it's it's deciding, do we build around the future of KB, Rizzo, Lester, those guys, or do we go Javi, Contreras, like, you know, just – yeah, which, picking like a group of people, you know, Schwarber, Almora. Yeah, who are, who are going to be the core? Right, and nobody's really stepping up. I mean, you've got guys that already are uh, the core. Javi, Javi. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, no, but I'm saying like, yeah, it, but you build around that's I mean, one and, player, and, but and, and 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 as I've been saying since day one, Jason Hayward, best player on the team. <laughs> but it, well, do, you, do you build around Javi at second, or do you build around Javi at short? You know, do you build around Javi at third? Like, do well, you trade Bryant? Yeah, and, I, I think you know. we know the answer. We build around David Bodie wherever the fuck he's playing. I don't know where he's playing, but well, yeah, he got but, an extension. So. Yeah, Bodie's going to be – and they want and, him to be the second out. baseman. You know, that's what I mean. Like, Bodie's now the second baseman, right? That's no, his because position. he also is. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, we extended you. Here's a bunch of money. Now we're going to throw Descalso out there. But, I mean – I, I mean, again, again, dumbfounded by the decision. Yeah, yeah. it's it just it, like they didn't have to do it and they just did it. I mean, they think that's good news for us. And, you know, this was a bad PR offseason. And so they didn't even buy us off with a player after all their fucking racist emails and shit. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm I'm super happy for Bodie. He I I was talking about this the other day, this contract. And, you know, some people are, are saying like, ah, it's not that much more. It's like ten million dollars more than he would have made had he just yeah, they're just giving out money out his normal contract like they did to Hamels signed him for twenty million and then it was like and you're like ooh they signed him for twenty million it's a lot of money they, I guess Ricketts pocketbook is open and it was not because that's all yeah, they did it was the only thing they did it and they're like oh fuck what did we just do yeah. yeah. 
So, so yeah, one so, year only, but still. So more more power to Bodie. I just don't understand why the Cubs did it. It's it. I, I'm not going to say they threw away at least ten million dollars, but no, they threw away they, ten million dollars because yeah. they did not need to fucking do no, that. They didn't, they didn't need to do it, and it's and it doesn't really suffice for particularly good news for anybody but David Bodie. I mean, he's good. I like him. I mean, but you know, he, that's an unproven commodity, and it'll be cheap if he's really good. You know, that's he, all I can say. If he's really good, it'll be cheap, and then they'll get two more years out of him for fifteen million over two years. You know, in twenty five and twenty six, which will be great for the Cubs. All that, but man, I don't know. I just like I say, it's it, it, it's great for Bodie because I don't think any of us see him becoming. Uh, uh, Manny Machado, you know, or right. Nolan Arenado, or and somebody who, like that. who you'd rather have. <laughs> so, just another quick message: you are listening to the free version of the Sun Ranto Show. If you'd like to listen to an ad-free early version of the Sun Ranto Show that comes out at least a day or two earlier, and also has absolutely no advertisements within him, uh, well, then join our Patreon campaign at. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Sunranto. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Ad-free, early listening, your own RSS feed, perks at every level. Um, so join. All right, thanks. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Back to the show. I should, uh, I didn't mention this before, but... Uh, that Alan Webster and Kyle Ryan came up from the monks to replace Monty and um, Carl Edwards Jr. So, and and they sucked. <laughs> they both they both did poorly. No, no, uh, they were okay. <laughs> yeah. Was, well, they I both. Mean, they, I'm not gonna say they were good. It's but a, they were they were okay. Well, they were bullpen sufficient yeah well they got to bring down their uh matching 27 eras before i'm a believer because yeah it, well well here's the they deal gave up that, runs but... the brewers bullpen didn't give up any runs i remember when the cubs bullpen used to do shit like that yeah and and, and i mean there there is a listen i am no big fan of joe madden i've been saying that since the fucking world series of the playoffs in 2016 he tried to lose that fucking thing yep um but you know, people are just bitching at him about the bullpen moves. How can you bitch at this guy? I, I think I even saw Corey saying something about this. He was like, how, how do you blame this guy for what's he supposed to do? Yeah, they have Everybody, all been bad. Every single player he throws out there falls apart. Every single one. Yeah, what's he supposed yeah. to do? It's not like it's not like he's trying to, you know, rest, you know, his hot hand for the pirate series or something that you're like, dude, it's better. We beat the brewers today. It's like, no, everybody you throw out there and the bullpen did not fuck up today, but these were some high scoring games pre pre, pre today. The bullpen was a fucking disaster. It was a dumpster fire on a disaster inside a shit show. Yeah. They gave well, a- Lyle to your, to your point though, about Madden, like what's he going to do last year? He actually was able to fucking, you know, he managed it well. Yeah. That bullpen all year to be pretty he, damn good. Yeah, he did. It was it, it was his his best coaching of the year was his ability to manage 
a not very good bullpen and put put his guys that were pitching pretty well in, in uh, a good position. And let's not forget, there, you still have your closer coming back at some point. <laughs> yeah, but he, our closer who's really an eighth inning guy, who's, yeah, it, who's I mean, often I, I, injured and, you know, it's like, well, I don't trust anybody. Are I mean, they going to instantly be better, though? I mean, does that give them a kick in the balls? They're like, yes. Probably. I mean, you would think, but, I mean, it's it just too many question marks to be feel confident. You know, I mean, I can't – if he comes out and he's good, but, I mean, who knows? He could just be – kind of hurt maybe his velocity's on we just don't know it's just a known unknown as donald rumsfeld would say i'll I'll give you this hope the red sox went on a run in the world series last year and through the playoffs where their pitching staff wasn't very good and we just beat the fuck out of teams scoring eight nine ten runs a game and the cubs have that ability this is the problem in nine games they've given up 71 runs and they're at, you know they're averaging 9 points a game against it's fucking yeah, brutal yeah it's just <laughs> it's, and- i mean it's insane i mean the cubs are scoring like 6.7 runs a game you're like oh they must be awesome nope and that's tax those are taxing games for teams because they're long and you're well, just out there as and the- everybody's pitching nobody's getting rest and the starters aren't getting very deep i yeah. i think the cubs have only played one game or maybe maybe they haven't played any games under three hours this year, and uh, a couple of them have hit the four hour mark, or real close to the four hour mark. Yeah, Be- and, yeah, yeah. And, and then you see guys like Kyle Hendricks out there who actually just got paid, and his velocity—it's well, not it's good. Nev- it's never well, been it's, good. It's it looks down a little bit, uh, but his sinker's not there, so he's throwing this fastball. It's just going straight down the middle. And I mean, what does he throw? Eighty something. Yeah, they got eight hits off of him today, um, and it's and and four he, runs. And it wasn't as ugly as it could have been, but yeah. he he was lucky. He worked with what he had, but his his sinker was not sinking. Yeah, well, he, he gave he, up those that home run in the first, and then all yeah. of a sudden it was just like, oh god, here we go again. And but there you go. Yeah, and yeah. but but you know it. They did get eight hits off of him, and he only. In, you're right; they're not going deep. He only lasted four, you know. So, I mean, that's a guy that you're hoping is going to give you six. Like Lester's the only one that's doing that at all. So then, so they're so the bullpen's working harder, and they're bad. So of course you're going to lose games all sorts of ways when you just you you're not. There's not a single good pitcher on this team. Like John Lester is is not it's even it. been shut down though. He is not no. even he's not even shut down everybody. He's doing his typical thing, but it's he's doing well, average John Lester. We're not look, witnessing John Lester on fire. Yeah, but what is Lester? How many how many runs does he let up? Four. Yeah, over two. I mean, I'm saying it's average. It's good. It's yeah. you know a couple but, solo shots and a two run homer. I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He, he's but. He's overcoming his uh, physical ability with his intellect right now, right? So he can't make well, a mistake. We're all, well, we're all fucked. He doesn't seem like the brightest. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, my, my point being he can't make a mistake because yeah, he's, he's the, had to get craftier as he's gotten older, for sure. Yeah, and it's the same way with, with Hendricks. I mean, Hendricks lives and dies on his ability to outthink and – place the ball where he wants it to go if he loses that like like lyle was saying the 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 fastball is going straight down the middle he loses that sinker he loses that pinpoint like command where he's getting it he's done we saw what happened when they didn't give him the low strike last year yeah then he then he has to come up and they hit it over the fence yep Yep. yeah and and i mean 
And I mean, who's not devastated by Jen Ho Sang getting DFA'd? <laughs> oh, he did? Was, yeah, he got oh, the crushes wow. me. That's how they brought Webster up. Oh, thank God. So, a Jen lot of Sang, people- DFA'd, Alan Webster, Kyle Ryan come up, and I don't know about that. Carl Edwards, just quickly, I know we talked about him a little bit and about his, his, his delivery and what's wrong with him. Do you... I'm rooting for the kid. I really like him. I feel bad. I, I feel like they really fucked him up. I, I, I Do you think he's back, the big club, by the All-Star break? I hope he can work his way back. I mean, he was one of my favorite guests that they ever had out of Club 400. He was dancing with everybody. If, he, if you remember that show, we're talking about it, man. Yeah. He was just so cool. And I loved his sneakers, his style. He was just so generous and hanging out with everybody. So, yeah, I'm rooting for him. You know, that... You know, he had some tragedy in his life when his friend died and he ran around with that W flag on his back. Like, Carl Edwards Jr. has given us some great moments as Cubs fans. And to see, you know, and I really do, I don't even blame him. I think they're fucking with him and they're trying to, by making him better or a craftier pitcher, they've like kind of taken away maybe one what he did well and felt confident in. Now he's out there thinking and not doing his thing, and then they give him this new fucking prancer step that he has to do, and then that falls through. I mean, it's all just, you know, I feel bad for the guy, and I hope, you know, he can go down there and just kick ass and get back up by the All-Star break because Lord knows we need him. And, like, Alan Webster impressed me in spring training, but he's a rookie. And now his clock starts, which people were against as well. Because they wanted him to be like, you know, the dude that would be with the team forever, like Strope or something, all under control. But now, yeah. you know. Who gives a shit? He might they be up all year. We don't people know. right now. If he can help, you got to bring him up. Yeah, and Kyle Ryan, he, he started a game last year when we were down people, I think. Maybe it was just in the pen. I don't remember. But, um. I guess you're right, Michael. He did okay. But I, what I'm sorry about is is that I would like to say they did great and not gave up any runs. It would have been nice did. if they came out and they just straight dominated. But uh, Webster has a 540 ERA in two games, 1.2 innings. And uh, Ryan has a nine. But, uh, yeah, he gave up the homer. I'm just saying yeah. they both gave yeah. up home runs and it, or and it just you know it's disheartening. <laughs> so um, oh, we should get into yeah. rakes, flakes, throws, and blows. Oh, I'm we? sorry, Ryan did not give a home run, give up a home run. He just gave up hits. Oh. It was uh, yeah, Webster gave up the one run, the one but, homer. But just one more quick thing because we were talking about Cole Hamels and that deal kind of being crazy. He was pretty goddamn good the other night yeah i mean it's not crazy the deal isn't crazy it's the just whole, this two, whole run, two runs or six they were they were they were winning the bullpen fucking fell apart and gave up six runs in the last two or three innings. yeah yeah this whole show you guys are just stepping all over the rakes flakes throws all right all right give it to us everybody and and granted i don't know what the fuck else we're going to talk about if we don't talk about the guys that i have on that because that's it <laughs> well i'm gonna play the sound so i picked up this rake at home depot Rakes, baby. I don't know if this has ever happened, uh, but Jay Hay went from flake to rake in two games. Like he turned it around. He really did. Oh my god! I've, ne- this- I've, ne- I've never questioned him. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always said from day one that's our guy. Oh my god! The, the last show, we're all just like, like 
there was this resigned sort of like, yep, he's just going to suck it. forever. And he, I guess. the worst contract in Cubs history. It just, he just crossed the barrier. Proving then, once know. again that the more we complain, the better they do. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes out and like, that's what it looks like when Jason Hayward carries a team on his back. Here, here's this though. They won one fucking game. One, I know, and we they only won one. But he fucking like he hit a home run the one night, and then the next day he hit two. Yeah, he hit three. Fucking stole stole two two bases. bases. Yeah, well, check this out. No, he didn't ground into a single double play all three games. I wrote this game wasn't a great game, but no double play. I I wrote down something that that game broke that that six game losing streak too. So that was a that was a big win. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 he carried the team on his back for a game because they actually won. Like you can't yeah. carry the team on your back no. and lose baseball games. You can't say, <laughs> right. anyway, you and, know. And uh, he did this a little bit last year. There was a little stretch. Remember, he was just kind of on at fire. the beginning. We thought he was fixed. Remember, he's batting like two seventy five. Yeah. You know, and he ended he's, around there too. Three so. something. By the way, the Cubs are leading three something. All- all of baseball in batting average. Oh, uh, we've yeah. been saying for years, if they could just get their average up, it means they're hitting the ball more. <laughs> they're hitting 307 as a team right now, and they uh, can't fucking win. Uh, Although the offense is the offense is fucking clicking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, offense is all right. Not today so much. Think they only about got two it. Chris runs. Bryant sucks right now, and the offense is still good. Almora there, maybe leadoff hitter, sometimes not. He's sucking right now, and they're still scoring seven, eight runs a game. Yeah. So, so um, There's hope. There's hope. That's but your hope. I, I got something to add to the J- Jason Hayward love here is that um, that Jason Hayward is the first Cubs player on record with two walks, two steals, and two homers in a game. Uh, that was tweeted out by Jordan Bastion, the the Cubs. I don't know exactly what he's – he's the Cubs beat, beat writer yeah. now, right? Yeah, he's, something like that. But He's the yeah, new it, musk box. It, it, yeah, that, the, that's one of those weird fucking – like that's not really a stat. It's just a thing. Like if you like numbers, but you the like numbers first make- Cubs player on record, like that's a long history. It, it really is. Well, that's just- the beauty of baseball. Like just about every day, something happens in a baseball game that's never happened before. Yeah, and it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. We shouldn't hear about any of this shit anymore, right? Right. There should never be anything new. Yeah, but there is, and that was a uh, new one. Uh, also, in the post-game interview after that game, uh, Anthony Rizzo came over pretending he was a me- member of the press, and he said, excuse me, Jason, do you, I think he said, do you feel blessed to have that kind of body? <laughs> yeah. And, oh, God. <laughs> something and about- Jason Hayward looked goddamn good with no it, shirt on. Amen. He laughed. But once again, I think uh, I, I, I think Rizzo has given up on his love of Bryant after all this Harper crap and, and whatnot, seeing it out there. And I think Jay Hayes is new guy. You think it's Hazo from now on? I think it's Hazo. <laughs> Hazo. Is that is that the best we could do, or is it, should be a Riz? I mean, Rizward. I, I literally, I I got the trademark, I got the patent, I got everything for Jason Double Playword. I I was gonna live and die by that, <laughs> and he instantly becomes like the fucking the Greek god of of hitting the long balls. Yeah, it, it, we could spell it P L E Y too. Play word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, how about uh, your flakes? And I, oh. and I'm, and I'm upset. Uh, I'll, pl- I'll play the sound. I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Oh yeah, I did a lot of acid. Yeah, oh. you did. <laughs> my God. 
So, Chris Bryant. I mean, he he's angry. He's horrible. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's bad. He he's deleted Twitter. He's ready for the fucking season. Yeah. Uh oh my god. He he is the anti like there is no clutchiness in his game, is there? Well, he I mean, he he was by golly gee, am I angry about Twitter last year and people <laughs> saying very not nice things about us, golly gee willikers, and I'm really gonna go out there and well, you know, I'm gonna give it my all and then fucking Joe Madden to the, today or yesterday says well, he's working through some things right now. What fucking yeah. things? That's what spring training was for. And he was angry. He was going to have the best se- season of his life. And Joe's like, the big thing is, is that he's healthy. That's the important thing. No, it's not. The important thing is for him to play baseball and, and play be it good well. at it. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's an elite player. No, he's not. And for me, guys like that, you've got to encourage them. You've got to be there and support them. No, this guy needs a kick in the dick. You got to slap him fucking silly. I'm fucking sick of it. Nice. Yeah. That rant right there, he's hitting three tomorrow. Three big <laughs> ones. He's like, and of course, you know, him and hitting coach, what is uh, Anthony? Uh, uh, I am, what, I'm a pussy. I, I'm yes, a I'm a pussy. Uh, they're talking, which, you know, I think was a dig at Chile, even though Chile's team out there is fucking tearing the cover off the yeah. ball right now. Yeah, I know the um, Mets, Mets fans are very happy. They're, yeah. They're, I saw a headline, be like, Mets play Chile ball. And I was like, oh, oh, God, oh God, it God. kills me. Just, yeah, Joe continues. He's like, but you got to just stay with that. You got to stay with that until he comes out the other side. No, put that fucking loser on a bench. Send him down with Carl Edwards Jr. I've had it with Chris Bryant. He sucks. Richest man in Iowa. Richest. Oh, my God. How many times, like, KB comes up and I just don't have any. Like, if KB comes up and, and it there's matters. nothing on the line. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, something good's probably going to oh, happen here. Comes down by eight in the eighth inning. KB's going to hit a three run fucking blast. Yeah. Yeah. But when he comes up and there's, and uh, he ended a game the other night fucking striking out, uh, you know. He had, uh, he's had a couple f- four strikeout games, I think maybe two. He's had a few game three won, strikeout games. The game they won, he struck out four times. Oh, my God. And I think in he was five at bats. He I fucking know. had hey. no hits. He he said, "No walks." Oh my since, god! Uh, the second first game in Atlanta. Jesus. Wow. His, yeah, I mean that, that game they walks. won. It was Hayward, Caratini, and Cole Hamels. That's how they won that game. Yeah, and it's but like KB at least like kind of the knock on him was he wasn't hitting. He was taking the walk. Right now he's not even taking the walk. Like he's got nothing. Well, he's got four walks on the season, but he's striking yeah. out. No, those those were in the first four games. And he's striking out almost three times as much. He's got 11 so strikeouts. Far. Yeah. Yeah. And what's up? Where Should've did his glasses We've go? Been that for years. Did he, did he forget his glasses in his, Atlanta? Those his, fucking rose-colored His glasses? rose-colored glasses are with Danny's base player's base. Yeah. Well, actually, Lyle, I I should mention that it's actually your base that he was playing. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been here at my house. You never it picked it up. 
I know. So, well, I haven't been back. Well, Aljin liked it. Remember, you wanted to buy it off you, and you didn't want to buy it. No. I'm like, I'm like, well, just fucking use it <laughs> if you like well, it. Loud doesn't play it. He better restring that when I come back because I'm gonna fucking rock the world <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, who throws? I'm sick oh yeah, of yeah, I got, yeah. I should, I should play the throw it up, motherfucker. Cole Hamels, quality start. Uh, I think that was the first one of the year, wasn't it? Mm. it made, was Lester's? Lester, how's Lester not? Yeah, uh, I don't o- know. Did he make his day? six innings in yeah. under three? I feel like he had well opening uh, day, maybe the opening. other the other win. You know, yeah. I, I was I was joking the other day. I'm like. I'm going to be able to tell my grandchildren that I saw the Cubs win a game in 2019. <laughs> yeah, like, no, you're, you're right. John Lester, uh, John Lester also had yeah six uh, innings, two uh, runs. Yeah. yeah, Danny was there the season that the Cubs won one game, one game for an entire season. Yeah. <laughs> I was there, kids. Once a week, they'd win one. It was terrible. But but no, Cole Hamels went out. He he looked good. He, he looked played good. well. Even when he looked like he was getting in trouble, he looked good. I mean, yeah. he had 75 pitches through like three innings, and then he fucking got through a couple. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, early on, I, it looked rough. He, he, gave up, he, he gave up the two runs early. Yeah, 30-something you know. 30, 30 pitches in the second inning, I think. Yeah, 31. 31 yeah. pitches in the second inning. It was it was kind of ugly. But he pulled it together, and he then he started to roll. He looked really good. And you know, so you got to give the guy props for getting through 111 pitches in that. He's game. he's no John Lackey, but he's a horse. <laughs> yeah. No, no walks either. I love that. I don't know if you said that or not, but no, I didn't. But. That's that is that is the thing that impresses me most because he's the only one that has done that. Right. He's got three walks in 11 innings pitched. You know, and that's 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 a breath of fresh air when you see the rest of the team. Uh, the other guy, uh, got to love Steve Ciszek. Steve Ciszek. Is, is uh, Steve going to be on the show today? I, I He might be. I, I'm waiting to hear from him. Steve, yeah. Steve is actually in. the reason that Joe said, I'm tired of this fucking shit, because he didn't want to go to Steve. He was like, I want to wait. I <laughs> don't want to use him today. And he fucking had to go to him. Because the rest of the bullpen sucks donkey balls. Yeah. Steve's the only one, and even he's had a bad inning or something. I think one he, bad inning. Oh, he had one bad inning when we talked about him being good. Yeah, it, yeah, like, exactly. Right at that time. Let's just keep complaining. Yeah. So don't so, say nice things about Steve Ciszek. He's going to be terrible tomorrow and blow the game. <sighs> Those well, after, fucking little after, twig legs won't hold him through a whole game. After so, Brian yeah. hits three homers, Steve Ciszek blows the save. <laughs> well, who blows? I mean, I'm not. I wasn't. I mean, God, if that was what was good, what's bad? Yeah. Oh my God! Just put your uh, lips together and blow. Did you guys see the video I sent you? Did I you did, watch I that? It. Yes. No. That was, uh, I, uh, Danny doesn't read read tweets. He just he he again. Danny doesn't want to watch anyone perform. He just wants <laughs> yeah, to yeah. watch him perform. Yeah, he doesn't d- give a fuck what anyone else says or but, does. But did you, do you want to hear what I did? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tweeted it out to you, Danny, the the skit that I was talking about. Oh, the oh, put your lips. Oh, no, I did see that. And then she uh, she blows. Like, she's like, put your lips together and blow. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's she pretty couldn't funny. do it. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Carl Edwards Jr. Like I said, we've been just stomping all over uh, this all day. He gets the first bus trip to Iowa. I don't think any of us had Carl Edwards as the first guy sent down, did we? Nope. Nope. I uh, know. I, I don't think that he would. I, I think we all had position players. I don't even think we said pitcher, which was probably dumb on our part. Because <laughs> it's always right. a fucking pitcher. It's always It always is. Well, but it didn't really feel like any of the it didn't feel like there was anybody in Iowa to bring up. Well, they had you know a lot mean? of guys. They got all. They signed a bunch of mediocre dudes, and then they got. Don't some you remember? Young dudes. That's what we were saying. Since they're not going to sign anyone, they signed thirty-seven relief. <laughs> yeah, and all, all left hand right. coming off of Tommy John. Right, but none of them, none of them felt like a better option. Like, no, no, that, that's what I mean. I, I feel like that's why we didn't use a. We didn't go with a a pitcher because he's like, who the fuck are you bringing up if you send somebody down? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's like a yeah, it, it switch them out, shitty guy for shitty guy, yeah, or media or could be good maybe guy for could be good maybe guy, but yeah. that, that's what it felt like. Well, but yeah, he's the guy. You got to give him the fucking blow. Like, yeah, it's so it's been so bad for him. Do you it, think he's doing blow? Like, what happened? He's really just a mess. Yeah. I, well, I mean, he hasn't eaten in four weeks. I can tell yeah. that he's skinny so. enough to be a cokehead. <laughs> well, the thing that really pisses me off about Carl and getting sent down is like that is one of the best songs that the band does. Is Carl Edwards Jr. like it's a funk song? People can dance. <laughs> and now I'm like, we're like rehearsing it today, and I was like. Well, we're going to do the song because it's in the set and we've been practicing it, but he's in fucking Iowa now. So, like, it's in the lyrics are terrible for what he's going on. It's like his pitching is great. And I, I say that he's slinging up the beans. Just. You really need to either you, you have to change the lyrics to be complaining about him or just stop singing it all together because. Ever since you came out with that song, he hasn't been good. I know, downhill. I know, I know, and I won uh, Skybox tickets for yeah. it. Every time you sing it, he gets worse. He gets it's true, and I've been singing it a lot lately because it's one of my favorite <laughs> ones to do. I'm gonna have to just do, take a tour to Iowa to sing it. I guess so I'll have to be, become a uh, monks fan. So, um, anything else to say about Carl except for that we hope that he get, comes back and is good again? Yeah, no, that's it. I hope he comes back and he's a fat guy. Oh, man. Can you imagine he just goes out to Iowa and gains like 45 pounds? He just quits on life. His hair gets long. He <laughs> yeah. grows a really bad beard. He gets fat. Can you imagine if he comes he's back? Got, he comes out. His, his, all his uniforms have like ketchup stains on them. <laughs> Can you imagine if he comes back and, is, and ends up being like Rod Beck at the end of his career? Just gets uh, super fat, grows mullet. a big old handlebar mullet, like his hair fucking all over the place. Oh, that would be so good. Is, is, is there a black guy version of the mullet? I'm sure there is. I've seen the black woman version, but I can't think of like black guy mullet, like professional athlete mullet. Well, kind of like uh, Outcast. Yeah, not a professional athlete, but remember how when you oh know, no, 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 no. I, I know the old ladies, especially in Chicago. Like, there's a look. There's you know, you get your do did at the, and there's lots of color involved, and it's kind of short. You grow the back out. Like, I know what that looks like, but oh no, see, I was thinking of just early, like late '80s, early '90s hairstyle that kind of went away and everybody you know it, it was that like I, er, eraser cut the 
that yeah, but, tall, no, but I'm, flat no, but, top. Yeah, but I need a mullet. But that would be the equivalent of the no, mullet. No, but there's, I mean, every, I think every kind of person has a mullet, you know? There's the gay guy mullet. There's the lesbian mullet. There's the fat white guy mullet. There's the skinny white guy tail mullet. There's there's oh, every look. There's the old the, white lady mullet. There's like the oh god the Mexican the, the Mexican the dude mullet glow. is one of the best ones. It's soul glow. You're right. It is. It's the soul glow. Yeah. It's soul the fucking coming glow. to America. It is soul yeah. glow. Like if that's what you're talking about, it literally has to be a mullet. It's the soul glow. That's uh, again another timely cultural reference here. On this <laughs> yeah, I, I no, I, I, I got you with a player though. I'll tell you exactly who to look up right now, and you'll probably just picture it in your head because uh, he might be the ugliest man in baseball, or it was Pascual Perez. Do you remember him? I know, no, but the but the guy I think of is Andre Dawson. He had oh, a yeah, beautiful yeah. soul glow. Yeah, that's kind of a mold. But look up Pasquale Perez, though, because his is better than Dawson's. He he's had lo- that. Oh, wait, he's ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Easy E. Yeah, he does. Can I? And Easy E was ugly as fuck too. Uh, but yeah. I, but I, I went down to one of. Uh, he's Dominican. Pasquale Perez is. And I went down and I visited all the ballparks down in the Dominican Republic a bunch of years back. I think it was 2015, and. Pasquale Perez had played for one of those teams, and uh, his picture as a star of that team was in uh, like a, this glass case, and so were a bunch of other players. But Pasquale Perez is so ugly that his was the only one that had the glass cracked. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, weird though, uh, he was murdered. Yeah, in a robbery, right? Yeah. So wow. that sucks. So we shouldn't make fun of, shouldn't rip on the dead, uh, but we already did. <laughs> yeah, it's really way too late. But that you are ugly, totally right. That ugly there, fuck. There are pictures here that are dead ringer for easy the fourth. Eat. The fourth, if you googled him, the fourth one I think on the on the right. Is, <laughs> What's funny is that see I, I, I use the same. I use DuckDuckGo, and the fourth one is some white dude. He's a boxer named. Pesquel Perez, so he's probably not white. He looks you, white in the picture. You use what? DuckDuckGo. What the fuck yeah. is that? Have you ever heard of Google? What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fuck is wrong with you? And they've heard of me, and they know what kind of underwear I wear. That's yeah. how much they know about me. I use a different uh, browser now. Well, speaking of shitting so, your underwear. So you get, so you get low-quality information. Yeah. Oh, I do I hear the band? Is that the band? And now it's time for the lovable Lucy Ears, Lyle Aker, and his weekly address to you all, the state of the bull penis. Ladies and gentlemen, the state of the bull penis is in transition and is becoming a bull vaginus. <laughs> Shit. Uh, seriously, like I think they should it's, get some I, softball pitchers I, out there throwing underhand. I bet you they do better than who they throw it out there. I, I mean, Montgomery's gone, CJ's gone. I can't. I, there's going to be. It's going to transition and transition and change continuously, and we're not even going to recognize this bullpen by uh by the All Star break. Let's sadly. hope. Let's hope. But, yeah, I know, but sadly, because I mean, who the fuck did this? I, I, I don't know. I don't like Joe. I feel bad for him. 
He, well, yeah. I mean, it's who do you? Oh, who do you blame? There was, uh, there was yeah. a vote. I put a vote out. Who do you blame, Danny? I think, uh, God, I, oh, God, that's really hard to say. I mean, do you right blame now, ownership? Do you blame Theo? Do you blame Benny's Joe, or do you blame these? bitchy little millennial players. Yeah, I kind of blame the players, I guess, more because they're the ones that are actually out there sucking yeah. fucking ass in a way. Agreed. They're going to perform and they're getting paid a lot of money. Yeah, and and I know money doesn't make you good, but no. it, but, and so then you, if you're going to blame or the money, then if you blame the money, then you got to think of who's spending the money, and that's Theo. So, like, I feel like there's some blame to go around there. Like, there's a couple head-scratcher deals. When they signed Cole Hamels right away, you know, I just said it. I thought the pocketbook was open. It was not. And so you kind of like, okay, well, then who shut the pocketbook? Or then you go up the chain and you say, well, Tom Ricketts did because he's too busy building all these clubs. He's like, I don't have any money for players. I'm building these clubs. These players are supposed to be good. Theo, you're the boy genius. And even though now you're middle-aged and listen to oldies music that you still probably think is on like top 40 radio, it is not, right. Theo. It is not. It's on the oldies station. Our, well, Pearl Jam's on the oldies station now. Right. Yeah, Theo, Theo did have a rough weekend this, you know, this was Kurt Cobain anniversary weekend. Yeah. So, you and, know, don't, don't go too hard on him. The guy was... The guy was having a rough time. And for most of the players he signed, all the old pitchers, they were down in the dumps about Kurt, too. Cole Hamels seemed to work through it. Yeah, he so, did. So, Danny, you kind of blame everyone, but I'm going to make you choose one. I got to go with Ricketts. The buck stops there. Uh, yeah. Michael, who do you blame? I I blame, first and foremost, the Ricketts. The Ricketts. <laughs> P.K. Ricketts. Yeah, another beer. Uh, you know, no, yeah. uh, you know, uh, our good friend Jose Orlando has been has taken to calling uh, Ricketts PK Ricketts, which I think is pretty fucking perfect. Oh, that is, it is perfect. No, I, I, I honestly, I think Theo has definitely had some struggles, but he's also, you know, he's hit home runs too. Like he's, it, it's tough doing what he's doing. It's even tougher when the fucking ownership says, well. We want you to put a good team out there, but you can't do it by paying anybody any extra money than what we've already done. Right, and you know, in the 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 case of not blaming the Rickets, just to say that they have the second highest payroll in the league. But I don't know when that I don't know when the pocketbook closed, and I don't you know it feels like it happened during the spring in the off season when they were trying to make moves, and it felt like it was a battle, and it hadn't been decided on before the off season. So I, 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 they are maybe in some kind of transition as a team as, and as an organization. So, I mean, obviously, if this team doesn't go to the playoffs, there's going to be major changes this year. Well, I oh, mean, I, we knew that when they and, and I think there will be to, anyway. when they refused to extend Joe. Right. I think that was the writing on the wall. Yeah. Joe's gone. I think we all think Joe's gone. At this point, I think I don't know. It might be this year if he doesn't turn it around. But who the hell else do they get? No, no, I. It's uh, uh, the guy that I wanted ten years ago. Girardi. Uh, Girardi. Yeah, it was ten years ago though. Yeah, ten years ago I wanted him. I don't know, but I no, but I think that's who they want. I think that's who the Ricketts want, and that's what they're looking at. I think they 
maybe I, I don't know if they're this Machiavellian, but maybe they didn't give Joe anything to work with. So it's easier to get rid of him. Yeah, it's not fair that they didn't give Joe anything to work with. I mean, he really does have a group of young, talented players. Um, I agree that something's not gone right with the bullpen guys. I mean, even the young bullpen guys are supposed to be good. You know, the the Carls of the world. Um, he might be the only one, actually. Well, you um, Darvish is a huge hole in this rotation. Yeah, that, appear, that appears to be a big mistake. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. then not being able to develop develop any pitching. Yeah. And to be fair, that's a mistake we all made. Nobody, nobody thought was, that was a bad move. Well, I was 100% you, Darvish. Yes. I still yeah, I am. I still am. Yeah, me too. I just, I just think it's gone really fucking horribly, and that there's no reason to have hope that it's ever going to get any better. Right. Because I haven't seen it. Well, I just, you know, I, I mean, go by what I see. I can't be like, oh, he led the league in strikeouts with the Rangers in 2013 or whatever the fuck. You know, I don't care. That doesn't matter now. You see, yeah. dudes fall off and never be good again. It happens all the time. Absolutely. So usually it doesn't happen in this big of a way, but it, it's, it does sometimes. So I don't know. Are we done talking about the bull penis and the how terrible it's been? I mean, our yeah, pitching's I, been terrible. It's been a, it's they've slugged the ball. It's got to I don't know. You just got to be like, oh, it's not going to be this bad forever. You hope. I mean, if you just no, but you gotta, wonder you when it's going to stop. Rival coming in, and then you got the Angels coming in, and you know it's 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 hard to play well looking at you know Mike Trout out there. It's just, I mean, he's he's distracting. And they're they're coming home. I I think that's a good thing. Maybe. Uh, do is there any way they get booed? Oh yeah, there's definitely a way. On they opening get booed. day, if, oh if they, man, if that'd they, be if bad. If they get their asses beat on opening day, is it a boo fest? Yes. Because, because as much as if it's five nothing in the third inning, it's it's meltdown, right? Yeah, but as as also like as much as opening day, I, I don't I don't even think it's totally sold out. You can still get tickets. They're going for like forty fifty bucks for not it, the worst it, seats right now. It's kind of weird. I mean, I think the Ricketts already sold out a lot of games, and they're probably fine with it. But it does seem weird. There are a lot of tickets available for a lot of games, not just during the season. Even like, you know, the marquee games later in the year, people are like, eh, I don't know. Well, you know, they charge so much now that, you know, if it, if anybody's taking it on the chin right now, it's a season ticket holders who take in all the risk for the thing that affects ticket prices more than anything in Chicago, which is the weather. Yeah, and, and what sucks, too, is those season ticket holders, what, they got one? two good years of sales, maybe the year, like the end of 2015, even 2016, it was like the end of that season. And then the beginning of 2017, and then it kind of pittered out and then they got fucked again. Yeah. Then even in and, 2015, and they people, raised all the prices on them during that time. Yeah. Yeah. So you were paying. Now you're going to, they, they're not going to lower the prices for a while. I mean, they might now they do dynamic pricing. So, I saw some upper deck, I mean, this is face value, from the Cubs for tomorrow's game, opening day, for $80 for upper deck box, which is not a bad seat. And uh, you would think that, you know, even the Rangers, and this is not, the other thing that kind of fucks the Cubs is that, you know, real opening day was a week and a half ago. So this is not, 
This is opening day at Wrigley, yeah, which can, is very yeah, you special. Can celebrate but celebrated through like the middle of last week, and now you're like, okay. But yeah, listen, yeah. This is what everybody's been asking for is for all these cold weather teams. I mean, the the Red Sox have been on the road too, and everybody's like, you know what? Let them play in the warm weather. Let them play down south. Let them play out west. Yeah. I uh, in in that is kind of a good idea, but. <laughs> But it's tough to if you're struggling and you're stuck on the road when you when you're two and seven like the Cubs and what are the Red Sox they're like two and seven now too yeah. right yeah isn't isn't it fucking insane too because isn't the idea you're on the road you're all in one hotel you're together you kind of build something together like you you feel like opening on the road would be the way to do it yeah yeah to to in build camaraderie head. to build you know yeah. to build the team yeah sure now they're all going home hating each other and can't wait to get the fuck out of that fucking yeah. bus <laughs> and off that fucking train and off that fucking plane yeah i bet you i bet you after today's loss uh, you know getting back because at least it was a short trip but they do have you know they had a day game today they got a day game tomorrow so uh you know it's two day games in a row you got to Hope that well, doesn't affect them too much, but then they're playing two night games, which is so stupid. At least yeah. Thursday should be a day game, with even though it's going to rain. But here, here's the thing: like MLB doesn't understand, and they never have understood what it takes to fucking start a season, right? Like when you have the NFL, you know, and and hockey, like. They, they make a big deal out of their opening day, but nobody has an opening day like baseball. Opening day, if you just say those words, you think baseball. Baseball, not any other sport, yeah. They should be able to handle it. But instead of doing it on a Saturday. Yeah, they do it on fucking Thursday or Monday. Yeah, they do it on fucking Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, and so stupid. Nobody can watch the fucking games. And then... Every game has a day off the next day. So we fucking like get all excited and then they shut it down. Yeah. And then, you know, like at least do the weekend series, open it on Friday. So everybody can take the day off and have a long weekend. They, they just always need to do the weekend series. Series should start Saturday, Sunday and end on Monday. Like instead of starting Friday end on Monday. Doesn't that sound like a better fucking plan? I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, we already know that. Yeah, yeah. we know that. Yeah. I don't know, but it, but it just feels like this. I don't. You can still have day Sunday games. You know. I don't know. Uh, but when you start your cold weather teams on the road in warm weather cities, that's a great idea. But how about this? Have a second opening day. Where all the cold weather teams play at home on the same fucking day, and then you like you you get this twice in a week. You know what I mean? Like get your opening day. That's opening day for the whole season. Everybody's fucking excited. It's not in fucking Japan in the middle, like <laughs> in the middle early of the March. Night. Yeah, at, at four in the morning. Yeah, it's not. Up. It's not that. It's fucking real baseball. In the daytime, on a Saturday, everybody's fucking excited. Yeah. You start it, you boom. And then one week later, the next Saturday, everybody who didn't start in their home field then starts in their home field. Fucking do it two weeks in a row. Yeah. Like, 
Blow it, like just half, take blow it up. Half the, the half, the league, half the league starts one week. All the warm weather, weather cities start one week. All the cold weather cities start the second week. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> make it a big fucking yeah. deal. Yeah. Did you, Danny? Did you sign off on this Michael Cotton rant? Uh, I I didn't, and it's really late in the show to be ranting, Michael. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, hey, you know what? Lyle, Lyle brings it out of me. He brings up these fucking like great points, but he doesn't <laughs> follow through on them like he should. God damn it! Well, I, 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 fucking, I, like, God. I'm trying to set you up, Michael. Sorry, I'm not done. <laughs> well, so, it was a good one. Yeah, it was good. Any, I don't think I have. We have anything to add about the Brewers series? It was disappointing. Um, and, uh, I, the one thing somebody wrote down this on the script about, uh, whether Kane Yelich or Braun is the biggest Cubs killer. Yeah. yeah who I, I wrote that I, down. I who, looked, who? I looked it up. It's not even close. Like Ryan Braun has just kicked our ass so much for so many years. And even now when he's in the like twilight of his career, yeah, he's, he's still, still kicking, kicking our ass. He's still doing it, but Kane and Yelich right now, just the last two years. God, well, Kane. Kane loves to hit against the Cubs. And by the way, does any other team in baseball have three players who just beat up on the Cubs? So well, much? I don't think Yelich does. That's my, the surprise I'm going to give you. He's actually not that good against the Cubs. He's got a 264 batting average. He has four home runs and 185 plate appearances and a 700 OPS. Yelich yeah, hasn't he been much better when he's been on the Brewers against the Cubs? Probably. I think that was part of it. And same with Kane, like when he was in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Which well, play, but, but by you know. far, the mo- the biggest Cubs killer on the Brewers has been and will continue to be, it seems, Ryan Braun. Yeah. He just, it, it, fish eyes is fucking killing us. It's, so. it's, it's unbelievable. Um, there was a, um, there was a new book that came out about Ernie Banks. And there was an article about it in the in the uh, Chicago oh, Tribune. No. Did you know is they he, said ten he, things that you maybe didn't know about Ernie Banks? Did you know that him and OJ Simpson were cousins? No, I didn't. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that that's racist. That's just saying every black person's related to somebody else. Maybe, black. maybe that's fucked Wh- up. Number two, as a teen, Ernie Banks' friends nicknamed him Casper the Ghost because he had a reputation for disappearing every time there was trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Also racist. Did you right? I'm like, okay. Did you know that Ernie Banks played for the Harlem Globetrotters? Yes, I did know that. That's cool. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, I believe he got Fergie Jenkins his shot. Yeah, and he ran for alderman in 1963. I knew that as a Republican. How the fuck? Wait, he ran? Yeah. That implies that he did not win. No, he ran as a Republican, and he didn't even win the Republican. Oh, he didn't even win the Republican primary. They rejected him, uh, backing Gerald E. Gibson by an eighty-four to three vote. Wow! So Ernie Banks, wait, he ran as a Republican in what year? Nineteen sixty-three. Um, he was supposed to be playing baseball. Yeah, he now was in went, the middle of a season. Yes, and he was running for office. And he said, "I don't understand this political game too well." He said, "They try to strike out before you even get time at, get a time at bat." Why did he even run? I don't know. I don't know. Probably you to know get what? back at PK Ricketts. Nineteen sixty-three. So what? He he broke in in fifty-nine. No, fifty-four. Eh, I don't remember. 54. 54. 54. 54. I, I don't know. Why 53. I was 59. Somewhere, somewhere there. Yeah. 
when I, how in the fuck nine years into his career did he not have enough like clout to win anything? He should have been able to win fucking prom queen at every high yeah. school in the city if he wanted it. Uh, uh, yeah, sixty three Cubs were not good. It was a different time, Michael. <laughs> Yeah, 63 Cubs are terrible. I mean, could uh, Jason Hayward get elected right now? No. Well, he's not as good as fucking Ernie Banks. Would you yeah. vote? I'm, say- I'm saying Mike Trout runs for alderman in Los Angeles, Orange County, or Anaheim. Anaheim. Well, you're not going to get elected as a Republican yeah. in Chicago anyway. Yeah. And, well, well, yeah, but another in yeah, Anaheim. But- yeah, but another Republican, another Republican beat him eighty-three to three, or whatever I said it was. Yeah. And by the way, he wasn't white. Well, the That's other the Republican or Ernie? No, Ernie. Well, you know, maybe he was running on his Casper the Friendly Ghost yeah. campaign, right? In nineteen fifty-four, Monty Irvin, who played with him in uh, for the Giants, convinced Ernie Banks to switch to a 31-ounce bat rather than the 35-ouncer he'd been swinging, and it made him unleash with more power because his bat speed obviously picked up a bunch. Well, that seems like it was a no-brainer, and why didn't that happen earlier? Yeah, I don't know. When I was in uh, Louisville 15 years ago, I went to the Louisville Slugger, and you can take batting, you can hit at the machine, and they will, and they have all the bats sitting up there for a bunch of different players. And I went up and and swung the Ernie Banks uh, model of the. Was it the thirty one or the thirty five? Though now you don't know. It was it was too heavy for me. Yeah, is what it was. <laughs> thirty thirty five. I was like, that's a big fucking bat. I was like, Ernie, not a huge dude, you know, but. Yeah. Did did you know that Ernie Banks had what I believe was a weekly column in the Chicago Daily News? I did not know that. Uh, in 1968, uh, during his 1968 Goodwill tour in Vietnam, but he had a ghostwriter. A woman wrote the column for him. Isn't that Casper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Len, Len, Len Casper's uh, grandma, actually. Yeah. This is all from the Chicago Tribune, but Ernie Banks' total earnings over his 19-season career with the Cubs was just $800,000. His most money he ever made in a season was $85,000. Uh, in 2019, he made about $400,000 per season. Yeah, about ten percent of the average MLB yeah. salary and he, in 2017. And he, and he blew it on all his ex-wives and shit too. Like, yeah, well, yeah. here you go. Um, he died penniless. Banks's last home was in Chicago International Hotel and Towers. The Ricketts family, owner of the Cubs, paid for his apartment as part of oh, his deal yeah. with the team. He needed a place to live, so they got him an apartment. That's which, that's good. That's but, pretty cool. Yeah, so they can get Ernie Banks a fucking apartment, but they can't get us a fucking middle reliever. Fuck them. <laughs> right. If Ernie Banks was still alive, they would have built him an apartment right in the fucking field and people could have walked by and looked at him. Yeah. And charged money. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so any any other Ernie Banks uh, uh I think there's one or two more, but they were even worse than some of those. All right. <laughs> well, I love Ernie Banks. He was my favorite player back in the fifties. Oh yeah? Hey, Cubstradamus. Did you, did, you, did you know him, Cubstradamus? Oh, yeah. We used to go to Murphy's and drink and womanize. And... Oh, did you ever slump bust with him? Oh, well, we didn't call it slump busting back then. We called it... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. 
Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, th- that's totally inappropriate. Um, <laughs> that's that was the eleventh thing we didn't know about Ernie Banks. Yeah. yeah I, by by the way, that sacrilege and every Cubs fan right now just fucking threw their iPhone across the room or however they listen to the show. Oh well, oh, sorry. I about, about fell off my chair. Yeah, I mean it says it in the Bible too, you know. Right. Just using biblical terms. No, uh, we had a great time, me and Ernie, but we never did all that stuff that you guys are mad about right now. Okay. We didn't do any of it. All right. <laughs> but uh, I did write a poem about what's happening after the Pirates series. You guys want to hear it? After oh, oh. the Oh, wait. So you're not, not predicting really. the series. This is, you're doing something new. I'm predicting the series after this series. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, wait. What is your role on this show, Cubsterdamas? Because yeah. you like you just offend, come on here, offend everybody, and then you used to come on because you were supposed to be predicting things. And over the years, we've realized that's not the thing. And now somehow you are like the fucking poet laureate of Sunranto. Like, what's I've, going on? I've basically recited a poem on every single podcast that you guys have ever done. So yeah. Here's my poem. <laughs> my rapper hat's always a kangle. Do the Egyptian walk like the bangles. Listella comes back and says Lyle is fat. Hey, fuck you. Because now Tommy plays with, uh... A- anal. He plays with, a- he does anal. Yeah, yeah, we know he does anal. No, it's a baseball team. There's no baseball team called the Anals. Okay, he plays with the. Let's see, Listella comes back. He plays with crack. No, no. Tommy Listella is on crack. Kangle Bangles. Because yeah. oh. Tommy comes back. He broke his mother's back because he stepped on a crack. And he broke her ankle. And he, right. No, it's, it's the Angels. They're playing the Angels. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Coming down from heaven. American League team. Mike Trout is coming to town. God, my okay. crap's coming down. Hey, dude, I mean. Kangle, bangles, the angles? Do you? I, I already Yeah, where's a, the G? Angels. Do you speak? Do you speak English? Listen, you, you try to write as many poems as I do and go out drinking with the ghost of Ernie Banks and see how far you get. The, the one that you just go, oh this has kind of been a disaster yet once again. So, uh, can uh, I say though that is actually, I mean, I have dreams like that, and I wake up feeling warm and fuzzy. I would love to go drinking with the ghost of Ernie Banks and just write stupid poems all day. Well, you're not invited, Michael, because of your attitude on this show. Cubsterdamas out. <laughs> what a dickhead. <laughs> we got it. We got to get rid of him. Like it's getting worse and worse. I mean, that uh, I just I I, I kind of before I found him to be like kind of a cuddly and warm deity. And now just, I just find him repulsive. Like, I just I can't stand. I mean, I already I'm used to the smell. Danny, just, <laughs> how do you get used to that? It's just it's been years now, guys. So, six, Let, seven hey, years. We've I, been doing sl- this show. I slept on that fucking futon in your office one time and I put my head down and I could tell he had sat there. I was disgusted. Yeah. yeah. Real talk here, Danny. You're, you're scared, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you can't no, d- really disgusted. not let him in your house. He just fucking shows up. Yeah, he just comes in through the window sometimes. Yeah. And he, One time he came through the radiator. I mean, it's 
it's scary. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no shame in, in saying you're just frightened, and that's why we have to deal with this fucker every week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan anymore. We gotta, maybe I'll move. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. So I got a couple, uh, a couple of messages for for you guys, and I, I'm gonna do this. I have two of them that I'm gonna do a little different. All right. All right. Michael, who said it? On fans being upset with the two, two and seven start, they can do whatever they want. Hey, they don't control this. I don't control their mouth, and they don't control my game or our game. We just got to keep everything out of the clubhouse and jock, block everything negative. Who said it? I don't know, but I love it. John, uh, John Lester. That sounds like a rant. Javi um, Baez after, right. after today's game, I believe. Yeah, two and seven. That sounds uh, good. Danny, who said it? Hope they hit it at someone. <laughs> Chatwood, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say Chatwood. Nope, that was Webster after learning, <laughs> learning and being surprised that he was actually being called up to the big leagues. Oh, my God. That's that was awesome. his quote. That's confidence. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's those, what I got. Those I got, are your TFCs? I got, I got one. one uh, I got two uh, TFG, TFGs, though. Oh, you I, do? I have a TFC. I just got TFCs. one, yeah. So why don't you give us yours, Lyle, as long as you're, you're rolling with the fucking homies. All right. Uh, the first one is... What's going on with the Cubs? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Hashtag not good anymore. Come on, guys. You are my son favorite team. Oh, yes. You are my son favorite team? Yes. Miguel Montero. I saw that. <laughs> Miguel Montero. Oh, my God. Really? Hashtag Cubs hashtag not, good, not anymore. good anymore. And then some guy, Brooks, <laughs> Brooks hopes April gets goes better. Uh responded to him he said miguel can you please come back and then he said i wish i can but i'm fat lol (laughs) (laughs) and i totally appreciated that yeah he that's why he's going into agenting yeah that was i I saw that that was very funny i agree i was like whoa what's going on with the cubs not good anymore come on guys you're my son favorite team i was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) not my favorite team my son's favorite just just still throwing the cubs under the bus and then some kid named Alex or some gentleman named Alex on Twitter wrote Jason Hayward and Victor Caratini name a more iconic duo <laughs> after that big game. They both had the other. Yeah, day. I'm, I, I was drinking. Hey, teenies. Yeah, let me tell you. So That's uh, what I got uh, Michael, you want to go? All right. Uh, yeah. Normally, uh, Gordon Wittenmeyer just kind of fucking drives me nuts. But uh, I did like this tweet. Cubs win. Bullpen only allows only six runs to secure a fourteen to eight victory. <laughs> that snaps six games. Yeah. Secure, yeah. I fucking it. That yeah. was excellent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I did, I I loved it. Just the whole idea that the uh, they secured the six game or six. They gave up six runs and still secured the victory. It was it was rough. Yeah. So uh, this I'm uh, this uh, tweet that I, for my TFC is not really at first glance about the Cubs at all. Um, I just happen to see this. Uh, John uh, says uh, this orange vanilla Coke 
had to be the CEO's idea. That's what he said. Uh, That doesn't make sense. And everyone is afraid to tell him it's a terrible idea in fear of getting fired. So I guess he works at a grocery store. Hashtag makes no sense. Then he says that the manager told him, hey, don't load up the orange vanilla Coke all the way to make it look like people are buying it. (laughs) Because nobody's buying it, right? (laughs) Right. So this has, and then um, somebody, I guess one of his coworkers says, rumor is they're having another huge ad blitz and they're going to run it during the Masters. And then John Carroll just says, that's a bigger waste of money than you, Darvish. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, Darvish, is the orange vanilla Coke oh, of the baseball world. By the world. way, I, I don't drink soda. I haven't drank soda in years and years. I was craving wanting to try an orange vanilla Coke when I saw the commercial. I was like, I have to have that. I haven't done it yet, but I have to have it. I have one more for you, Danny. I forgot. It's another who wrote it. I remember you. Why don't we text? Social media has me leery. Here's my cell, 561-846-2747. Empire? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Five <laughs> no, sir, that was Keith Hernandez responding to somebody's tweet at him, thinking it was a private message, and he sent out the whole world his cell his phone cell number. His cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, text or call 561 846 Two seven four seven, and report back to us and yeah. let us know what uh, Keith Hernandez has to say to you. He may have changed the number by then, but I was going to say we should call him on this show. We could call him right now. Give him a call. Uh, I don't have it hooked up, and the show is gone. This is the longest show in a long time, guys. Because we had Brian on, the Cubs are terrible, which gives us a lot of material. So we should probably end it right there, and um, I guess uh, it's at this point that. I say the little magic word that ends the show. Spagog! Spagog. This is Shiner Country. Spagog! Opening day tomorrow. Bleacher Bums, be there. No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer And I was there when they won it last year All pressured anticipation had the city tightly wrought With a 5-3 combination as the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations who had lived to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the foreign trophy home like old Caesar on the Appian way back in ancient Rome while 
the cities of the vanquished have to turn around and look as history's inscribed into the books. Now we're coming back to Ridley. Yeah, we're coming back to Ridley. Or I'll be no talk of losing while the bleacher bums up. Just go in.